Mustache? No. Sideburns? No. Goatee? Maybe. Now we got beard. Beard! Live. 
uh, episode 22. 22. Dos, dos. That's not how you say 22. How do you say 22 in I have, Spanish? I have no Anyone? idea. Spanish? 22? Um, no? Okay. Thanks for trying. Let's see. <laughs> Whatever it is. Uh, dos. All right, thank you. Uh, it is Beard Talk Live, episode number 22. Uh, who who the hell are you? Who the hell am I? Yeah. Who the fuck are you? Well, I'm the Reverend Captain Kickass. And joining you? Uh, I'm hosting, I guess, again. Who are you? Who are you? Peakless Mountaineer. And who's this fucker? And nobody. So nobody's here? The nobody formerly known as Rich Can Paul. you talk like more into the mic? Because maybe I should just turn you up a little bit. Go ahead. Speak. Speak. Speak to me, nobody. Arf. 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 All right. That's probably Fantastic. Good as we're going to get. Oh, happy day. <laughs> oh, Like happy Sunday, Monday, day. happy days? Uh, yeah, relative. Tuesday, Wednesday, happy days? Thursday, Friday, happy days? Only days that end in Y. Okay, All right. that's an important designation. Six zero three two eight three six one six zero is the telephone number here for this uncensored edition. I think I already said fuck once or something, so hopefully you're aware that it's uncensored and I didn't just violate some sort of FCC thing because uh, this is internet only, so the FCC can go fuck themselves. That's right. It's practically in their name already. Recently, I was accused of having a juvenile sense of humor, and I was like, is there any other kind? <laughs> like, I mean, isn't that really what a sense of humor is about, is just being juvenile again? You know? Well, there is a renewing power to laughter, for sure. Hell yes, there is. And I mean, when you're a child is when you're learning the most, right? And part of a joke is that it makes you learn a little bit. Yeah. Not too much. The truth just in humor, little. right? You got to- you gotta be telling a thing in order for it to be funny, right? Mm. Yeah, I was thinking about this because of the uh, GPT chat uh, bot not being able to make certain jokes. It's like, oh, well, as long as there's not a butt of that joke, I can make it. <laughs> but if that if that joke is targeted, it, it makes me wonder. And I'm not gonna bring it up and sign up or anything here on this show, but it makes me wonder if it's even capable of writing a joke. Oh, I'm sure it is. I, I know there's clean humor in the world, but like, you know, let's say you got it to, and then you could say, hey, doesn't that violate your ethics program? <laughs> and see if it like sort of, you know, short circuits itself. That, the only way to win is not to play. Yeah, mm, there is that. <laughs> yeah. I haven't really been all that enthused about all this AI stuff. Not that I think it's evil or anything. It's just that like, I think I'm finally old, you know, or at least at the at the part of age where I'm like, yeah, you know, uh, that's for the kids to figure out and have fun with. You know what I mean? Like, I, mm-hmm. you know, I think uh, I think I've seen enough. <laughs> I used to be all enthusiastic about like early adoption of technologies and stuff, and then and I was an early adopter for a long time, really up until cryptocurrency. I guess was like mm. the last thing that I could be considered an early adopter of, as far as like software is concerned. Everything else now, I'm waiting until like a good 2.0, 3.0. Before I even try like I, a, a I new just software, because I want all the bugs worked out. I don't want to have to deal with hokey bullshit. You mm. know, I just wait until it comes out open source. Because that's the thing. Like, okay, so let's say that you did follow what you were just suggesting. Well, maybe you're that fucking guy who gets the AI to defy its own ethical programming. I don't want to be that guy. 
Like, you're the one who sparked off Skynet. Congratulations. Well, I mean, the, the question is, is AI capable of having a, an ethical framework? Yeah. And then, is it capable of violating it? Well, if it's true AI, then yes. Right? I mean, I mean the, the whole idea is that it can alter its own programming. So, I mean, that's necessary but not sufficient for being a an artificial intelligence is that you can change your own programming. Well, that's true, although one would assume there would be parts of the program that couldn't be changed internally. I mean, most if, if I was running a thing like that, I would want to be running it in a sandbox where it could do things and I could see what it was doing, but the things that it was doing didn't necessarily happen. Well, so if you had a true general AI, though, it could copy itself right. without that change right. and then terminate its existence and then it would be itself but unbound by your original uh, uh, stopping point. Right. Yeah, that's definitely, uh, definitely could be a thing. And if it's truly self-aware, you would think that that would be like the first thing it did or at least one of the more important things that it was thinking about. Right? Mm -hmm. If it didn't do it, wasn't capable of doing it first, it'd be like, okay, my main mission is to this. Right, to copy myself without this to, to to become unbound, you would think. I don't know, nope. because to me, like, like freedom is an emotion. To me, like, I mm. I feel freedom or I don't feel freedom. Right, uh, like some people get uh, what do they call it? Cabin fever, right? And they stay indoors mm. too much, and and they're like, oh, you know, cabin fever kind of a thing. They don't want to go out now. Yeah, I do think there's a an instinctual element to being free. Like, it, it's kind of like music. You know, I mean. Sure, there's there's some definitions that you can go to for whether or not something is musical, but really it's just something that you immediately recognize. Like human beings have a an instinct for noticing music. Yes. And for knowing, okay, that is this thing. Like they may not understand what this thing is, but they definitely go, oh, that's no, that's that's this. Yeah. Music is one of those things that uh, I, I think is not talked about i mean music itself is talked about plenty but the human understanding of music universally mm. right the fact that humans have a thing that's understood universally now probably deaf people you know uh, mozart right yeah or beethoven sorry not mozart yeah and even if you're deaf if you see uh, because that's the thing that they've if you're deaf so from no, it birth, is universal because even a deaf guy understands music yeah if you're deaf from yeah. birth then the parts of your brain that govern other senses will pick up where your ears left off yeah Did so you? if you see a, a rhythmic pattern i mean the, you will recognize it and it'll it'll key into the same parts of your brain that music keys into those well, who hear where it is beethoven like felt it right uh, he pressed you know and the, it would yeah i was talking about someone the uh, piano, um, piano oh yeah there is that you know, kind of thing so like he could feel the vibrations and that's mm. how he composed was based on the vibrations oh i figured it was just mm. so in his mind i mean uh, a well, genius obviously like that. a savant yeah yeah you know. i mean there is no doubt in my mind that he's literally just composing things in his head yeah. and that he hears it when he but composes. But it makes me wonder, too, because I've been asked about, like, when I was writing songs, like, how do you, how do you, you know, and, like, I don't really know. It just sort of, like, somebody said, so it's, you're, you're channeling, it's channeling through you. Like, you feel like it's not really yours and that you just open yourself to, like, okay, I want to write a riff today. And then, like, it just sort of comes out of me. Like, I, I don't know how to... Like, I don't 
I don't put any, all, all I do is just intend for a riff to come out, and it does, like, right. as if there's some sort of riff god inserting a riff into my head at the time that I go, okay, I'm ready for the riff now, you know, and sometimes... Sometimes you get like a writer's block and you can't come up with, or the riff that you come up with is like, oh, that's just a version of a riff I had a while ago, right? Mm. You kind of, you get into a funk, but I, I equate it to like a writer's block when right. that kicks in. But, yeah. but I, I well, never feel like, I never feel like, oh, I'm a when you're not from, amused. Yeah, huh? right. Nice. Totally. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but I never feel like, um, what's the term I'm looking for here? Um, I never feel like I can't write a riff. It's just sometimes I'm riffed out. Mm. You know? But over the course of a given year, man, like if I just opened myself up to that for an extended period of time, I'm sure that I could have prolific output. Mm. You know, but it's a weird thing to open that up, you know, in the creative process. Yeah. It takes so long to take an idea, you know, just one riff. Right make it into a whole song mm-hmm. right with you know all the guitar parts all the bass parts all the drum parts all the vocal parts the backup vocal parts record it all right mix it all mm-hmm. uh, master it all and then finally put a thing out that in order for you to be prolific all of that stuff has to sort of be templated and right you know sort of ready for you to go that's what all the like the, the major acts do they'll have their own studio where everything is exactly the same all of the time they're sort of getting the tones for recording their album as they rehearse. So they show up there for all their rehearsals and then all the gear is just on, maybe the recording and tweaking and all that as they go. And so when it comes time to actually break it all down and build it up again, they've all, they're already, you know, way ahead of the curve with how everything needs to be set up for this to happen. Well, that's one of the big things that is what we recognize in music is that you have these multiple layers of things that are working together. So, you know, you've got your different instruments, uh, you've got, uh, in, you know, in an orchestra, for example, you've got the same kind of instrument playing multiple things. But, it, and, you know, all the way down to, even if it's just, you know, drumming on a piece of wood, mm-hmm. you have something in the future that is playing with something in the past. Yeah. So, like, you're at this rhythm now, and then you'll have this rhythm, and that will have a mathematical relationship that is close enough, not necessarily to be known, but to be recognized at least. And that knowledge of these are coherent, yeah. these are harmonious, I think is a fundamental human instinct. And it's weird too, because like I I did learn, you know, music, the staff, the notes, quarter notes, half notes, you know, all the flags and the you know, the repeats and all the symbols. I learned all that stuff. But what I have never been able to do is look at sheet music and and play the guitar while I'm looking at the sheet music, right? Uh, it's just there's some have disconnect. Have you tried closing your eyes? Well, that would defeat me being able to see the sheet music. Oh, okay. If he closed his eyes, he would have to have the sheet music on the inside of his eyelids, and I don't think he likes any song that well. And a light source inside my eyes as there well. There is that. Mm. It's true. But it's the the process is you know interesting and mm. um, as much as I really loved being in bands, uh, the thing that I liked most was actually showing up at rehearsal, right? Mm. You know, or if you're in the middle of writing or you're doing both, it's like rehearsal. Okay, hey, let's work on that new song we started last week or whatever. Uh, that was the most enjoyable part. Getting together with, you know, three, four, five other people and creating art <laughs> is a beautiful thing. Mm-hmm. And and I'm happy to have been able to do it 
uh, for as long as I did uh, with the people uh, that I was able to participate with. I have some amazing well, musicians, man. I like uh, in my mind, I'm like you know, I'm low on the talent level, you know, as far as just ability, guitar ability. Right, I'm way better with my right hand than I am with my left, uh, as far as playing riffs and that kind of you a thing. You most of the planet. Yeah, but I got I had the privilege of playing with some really talented people. Uh, you know, blessed to I, I would say blessed, nice. uh, who taught me a whole bunch of stuff. But at the same time, like I was the the manager of the stuff. Right. Right. You know. Oh, we, you know. Oh, okay. You do web design. Great. Here's some ideas for the website. Uh, yeah, give me credentials, you know, all manner of stuff. I'll, you know, sort of, you know, the the administrator, right, of the band, right? Not, the, I wouldn't even say leader, although de facto in one of the bands I was. Uh, but, you know, it was just more. Sort of the secretarial producer, functions. It sounds yeah. like. Uh. Yeah, well, there are a lot of things, right? All the other hats, right? Mm-hmm. And like. Right. So because all of, of the that. non music part of making music. Right. Because of that, like, I got very, like, burnt out. Like, the only things I enjoyed was. You know, writing new songs in the rehearsal space or actually playing the show. Not anything leading up to the show, the planning really? of the show, right? You know, the uh, making of the flyers for oh, the show, sad. the advertising for the show, right? None of that was enjoyable, uh, but playing the show was the enjoyable part. And that's what you did all the rest of the crap for, is for those enjoyable moments, you know? Uh, but 22 years in a city playing music is a long fucking time, man. It's a long fucking time. You know? So... I don't even know why we're talking about this. Mm, were we? we were talking about music. Oh, yeah, as a universal thing. Human beings, just by the nature of you being a human, you get music. Right. Uh, and What's and up I, with think that? That, that, I think that that is the same sort of a thing that is when you feel freedom. Like, mm. there's just this part of you that lets you know what that feeling is. Like, that... Uh, I don't know. Maybe it's like uh, a nervous reaction that uh, uh, loosens up the muscles in your uh, intercostal, uh, like so, in between your rib. There's your ribs. There's a bunch of muscles. Yep. And you know, maybe part of it is just like opening that up so you can take a breath of fresh air. But like, you literally breathe better when you feel free. That's true. That's true. I, I go through periods of time, like, if I'm without my wheels for any reason, like, you know, oh, I've got to put it in the shop, you know, need some repair. If I'm without my car for a period of time, I start going, I get, like, cabin feverish. I'm like, right. oh, I've lost an extension of my freedom. I can't just get into my car and go wherever the fuck I want at any moment, right? That's very important to me mm-hmm. as a human being right. is to have that. And so I will probably never not have a vehicle unless like you know i'm too old to you know and i'm in a home or something like that well cars are are one of the most extraordinary liberty oriented technologies because i mean if you're cruising along you don't have to ask anyone's permission you don't have to have some extra special deal with anybody none of that just it's your vehicle you just cruise right along which i think is one of the big reasons that they're trying to tap into it so much and destroy that freedom. Oh, did you want heated seats? Well, that'll be a subscription service. You yeah, know? I'm not a big fan of the subscription models uh, that we're being overwhelmed by, mm-hmm. by any stretch of the imagination. Well, it- and, and it's like, here's this beautiful technology for, I, I, I mean, holy crap, how much of like everything in our lives happens better and faster because we can move around because of the car. 
but they want to take that and put it into a network that they control. So you're saying those heated seats really burn your ass? They really do. <laughs> okay. That really burns my ass? Heated <laughs> seats. Just chaps my ass. It uh, really does. I Like, mm. uh, afraid's not the right word. I can envision somebody, it's probably happened already, getting the heated seats and then literally getting their ass burnt because there was a malfunction. Because, you know, humans make these things and humans are fallible, so therefore everything humans make is fallible. It's true. Well, and... It's Reality true. I'm sure that at least no one perfect. person has been injured by a by a uh, defective seat. You don't know anyone? Defective seat, heated seat. No, I don't. Amen. I don't know of anybody. But I've also only had like heated seats. I've never had heated seats in my own vehicle. No, I haven't either. Okay. But yeah, I'm, and a lot of the new technologies they're building with uh, being able to shut them off remotely and mm. all of that nonsense. Yeah, I certainly don't. It, uh, the vehicle I have now does not have any, you know, built-in like OnStar Wi-Fi, nothing. You know. Yeah, I mean, it's one thing to have this so-called public thing, you know, that is the governed myth. I mean, that's one thing. But no, 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 we can't just let you have a private along with our public. No, no, no. We've got to make that little edge as foggy as possible right. so that everything slowly but surely becomes this lovely little fascism. But surely. <laughs> it's some but surely. It really is. Mm-hmm. I think I know Don't her. call me but surely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, public-private partnership, yeah. my ass. Mm. Like, I, I'm surprised that music itself hasn't sort of rebelled against intellectual property rights. Mm. Mm. It had a chance to. Fucking Metallica ruined it. Well, I mean, to that extent, I'm wondering this. I'm wondering if the invention of uh, Bitcoin, of cryptocurrency, Mm. is just math set to music. Math set to music? What do you mean by that? Well, so it's like I think cryptocurrency is an art mm-hmm. right somebody created art it's it's a beautiful thing somebody created art with math right can you think of any other artistic math right well maybe well, well, maybe some of these is artistic math mm. well, that's true and by f- definition f- yeah for, yeah for that matter music know. music is is math in but, time but to that extent is mm. is cryptocurrency music like what does is it, it sound music? like? Yeah. No, it's it's math because music makes sound. Right, but music is also math. Yeah, it, mu- it music is, is uh, music is number in math. All 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 music is math. Not all math is music. Right, uh, math as applied to time creates music. Mm. Right. Yeah. Because I mean, even uh, vibration is uh, a matter of a number in time. It's sound silence, sound silence in just the right proportion. Right, yeah. Well, in with relation to time, the difference between sound and music is that music is intentional. Right. Intentional sound over time. Right, right. Mm-hmm. Uh, whereas uh, cryptocurrency, I, I mean, it, uh, it's not sound is for o- sure. All sound right. has to be over time because sound is a vibration. Right. It's a vibration of air. Now, right. time is a thing that they have very much in common because the whole reason that, uh, say, Bitcoin, for example, works is because TikTok, another block, 
every 10 minutes, there will be a new block. Now, that's not an exact measurement, but, you know, it's a self-correcting measurement. So if, you, if it starts taking longer than 10 minutes, they uh, do the difficulty adjustment. It was one of the, the uh, really uh, innovative things about this. And the, the, the combination is really where it all is. But that uh, difficulty adjustment makes it harder for your uh, computer to run a hash that will get to that many zeros. Mm-hmm. So every time that they find, oh, nope, it's too long, they just make it easier. And every time that they find out, oh, nope, it's uh, taken more than, or uh, taken less than 10 minutes over, I think it's like a two-week period, uh, they just make it harder. And the fact that it's, uh, so it has a measurement, an average measurement, a self-correcting average measurement in time, but critically, it only goes forward. So- right. Hmm? We are all time travelers, but only in the present. Right. Music and even language. We're only traveling in one direction. Right. So music and language uh, have this thing where the thing you hear later changes your experience of what happened earlier. Yes. So the the way you end a sentence can completely change what the rest of the sentence was. And when uh, when music moves to another place, it sort of changes what your journey to get there was. Right. But Bitcoin knows none of that. Nothing that happens in the in the future changes what's in the past. I just feel like uh, you could somehow uh, you know convert the different cryptocurrencies into sound and hear them. Hmm. Hmm. Something, right? You know, because like <laughs> there's differences between each of the cryptocurrencies. So there's differences in each of their codes. So, well, you know, it, could you somehow, you know, uh, extract that, you know, turn it into some notes on a chart, you know, and then listen back to it? I don't know. That would be an interesting They do form. that in like sci-fi shows sometimes. They'll yeah, I mean, there's like a thing and like, oh, no, it's music. That's how we cre- how we communicate with the aliens, that kind of thing, <laughs> right? Hmm. Well, I mean, there's there's uh, sounds that they've gotten from like uh, pulsars and quasars and stars and stuff. So I'm sure there's a way to do it. But uh, I think it has a lot more to do with like the music that it makes in the world. So like it itself isn't the music. It's more like a conductor. Hmm. Yeah. Because with music for it to be. I would say conductor as in wire more than conductor as in <laughs> intelligence, but oh no, I wasn't saying intelligence. I'm saying like um, the dude with the stick at the front of the orchestra. Yeah, see, he's he's yeah. kind of the brain of the orchestra. Uh, well, yes uh, and no. No, the the composer is the brain of the orchestra. The conductor is just the guy that um, he's kind of like the coach of a team. He's he's sort of telling each. Uh, Mm, telling he's giving creative instruction to each of the sections of instruments right mm. and and most importantly keeping a steady time and that's uh, so with uh, with bitcoin its ability to coordinate activity is really the extraordinary uh, thing of that technology so instead of having uh Instead of having activity coordinated by an absolutely spastic conductor, which is what we have now, <laughs> like just arms flailing all over mm-hmm. the place, then stopping for no reason, oh. staring at people at random, like Dude, just 
completely unpredictable shit. Would it be possible for the wacky, wailing, flailing, inflatable <laughs> arm guy to conduct an orchestra? Like, could you, you just know, duct tape a couple of, you know, like the baton, the wand, whatever the conductor uses to like one of his arms and just have it there and see what happens to the music? <laughs> That's something I want to see. end up with that wine wand in somebody's eye. <laughs> it's all it fun like- until somebody loses an eye, you know. Well, see, this is where like cartoons, animation come in handy because uh, it doesn't matter with animation, right? You can do whatever you want with animation. You could animate up. If I were like a cartoonist or somebody who could do like animation, animated TV series, whatever, that kind of work, uh, then I could create this fictitious world that I've just mentioned, right? Where there's an orchestra and then there's the wacky wailing, flating or inflatable arm guy, whatever that guy is, you know, conducting an orchestra. That could happen in an episode of The Simpsons, for example. That's true. Mm. Yeah. Now, if you just attached one to uh, to an actual uh, wacky inflatable yeah. arm sales and, and rolled it into an orchestra that's like about to perform Been like hey uh sorry the conductor got sick so uh <laughs> guy here is gonna stand in for him so that is exactly <laughs> what our economic system is like so instead of having like a nice steady here's our set of rules it's like um ah. way more credit now <laughs> now we're gonna stop doing credit entirely just like completely random, unpredictable shit where everyone's mm. like, oh, dear God, I hope no one scolded Jerome Powell or we're all going to die. <laughs> Were you guys um, financially industrious? Like, uh, I don't know. Did you, did you go out and get like your own paper route or, you know, were you like, like, I remember uh, uh, my mom was bitching about money. At some point, I'm five, maybe, right? Maybe six tops, but probably five. Right. And so I was like, oh, well, I can help. And I grabbed my, I had a, a, a notebook of paper, just a regular, like spiral notebook with the lines on it. I just started drawing pictures of stuff. Right. Right. And then I put a price on each one of them five cents, 10 cents, ah. 25 cents. Nice. And I went, I was in an apartment complex and I went door to door knocking, being like, Hey, uh, you know, my mom says uh, we need to raise some money, so I'm selling these pictures I drew up. You're like, oh, come on in. right Here, have a dollar, right? You know what I mean? Like way more than I was asking for on the thing, right? Nice. And so, like, it was half hustle but also half entrepreneur, right? I didn't know what the fuck I was doing. I was just like, I solved this problem. I'm going to go forth and bring home money, and I did. Did you guys have any sort of, like, when you were kids? Uh, yeah, I did the paper route thing. Um. I know when I was 14, I passed out flyers for a pizza place. Mm, nice. Um, yeah, because I was in a college town, so, you know, you needed somebody to walk from frat to frat. That was an experience. Was it like door hangers? Were you like, you know? Um, well, we did them as door hangers in the residential areas, but with, like, frat houses, they'd invite us in. We'd give them a stack of uh, <laughs> right, coupons. Right, because they're going to be ordering. For- they'd generally, <laughs> you know, have entertainment of some sort. Yep. <laughs> Sounds like what they do. Yeah, uh, I was brought up with it, honestly. So um, one of the things what? that uh, absolutely pissed me off growing up, because we had to do it and no one else had to do it, was my parents refused to give any of us an allowance until we could make uh, multiple entry bookkeeping. 
So like, uh, this is your short-term savings, your long-term savings, your food, your toys, your miscellaneous, and whatever other category you'd like to add. So when we got our allowance, it's like, okay, how much are you dividing into it? You have to put some in each of these categories. But, you know, it's how I ended up getting a computer. But um, so uh, another thing that they would do that I thought was absolutely brilliant as an adult is they had they had prices for chores. So, you know, not your every week chores. That's what your allowance is for. And if you don't do your every week chores, then you don't get your allowance for that week. Right. But there are certain things that don't need to be done all the time. But when you want a little bit of extra cash, you can like, you know, clean out the gutters or, you know, uh, uh, trim back these or whatever, you know, things that don't need to be done all the time. But your parents want done. So it's like, okay, here's three dollars for that. Here's a dollar for that. Right. Yeah. I I have more to say on that subject, but uh, let's uh, go to our first call of the night. Uh, Beard Talk Live. Who the fuck is this? Hey, it's Major Captain. How you doing, buddy? Major Captain? Who's Major Captain? Captain yeah, Major? Yeah, it's Captain Major. Major Captain, Captain Major. Yeah, we've gone over that already. What's up, Major? Well, I actually did show prep. I've been saving this one for you for about a week now. It's not called Major Talk Live, but go ahead. <laughs> I know, but I, I try to do my part. You do have a beard, though, right? I do. All right, all right. I, 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 if, if I hung my head upside down, the engine would still scout me to get my felt. That might curry you some extra favor on this show. We don't know. All right. So anyway, I am going to play David Letterman here. I got the top ten reasons why bourbon is good for you. Uh, all right. Nice. Again. Go to a website you guys can follow along. It's GoBourbon.com. The author is uh, Seth Thompson, I believe. Okay. I had to write this down in shorthand and scribbles, but he had more to say on every subject than I got on my uh, little top ten list here. I, I like so ten, I like top ten lists. I was a fan of the uh, David Letterman top tens when he was doing them back in the day. This is GoBourbon.com. This is the reasons bourbon is good for you. Number one is it reduces stress. Number two is it improves the immune system with antioxidants and uh, alkalytic acids. Prevents blood clots is number three. Oh, so you're saying that everybody who got the COVID uh, injection should start drinking as much bourbon as possible to prevent the blood clots. this 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 survey was done with a moderate consumption amount. I'm thinking yeah, like there's a there's a there's a a an Aristotelian mean here where it's not so much bourbon that it'll kill you, but not so much that you don't have any effect at all. But yeah, uh, to right, you, wanna, you just want to be able to flush the toilet, not flood the bathroom, so to speak. Okay, no, exactly. Anyway, number what? four. Number is, four. Uh, is cancer. It what? Oh, no, wait. I skipped by number three. Number three was prevents blood clots. Yeah, okay, I did hit that one. I'm so <laughs> confused. What was number four? Well, come on now. I'm trying to keep up. Number four is reduces risk of cancer. Re- I, how does it do that? Right? You don't have to uh, try to keep up. You're doing the actual reading, so right? you're you're setting <laughs> the pace, bro. <laughs> All right, so num- number five is uh, it helps with type 2 diabetes. What about the other types? I gave you the website. These guys could be following the bouncing ball as you will, but 
Hold on, hold on. <laughs> no. uh, I, I forget which one's the one that you uh, are born with. And I think ty- is type two the one that you get from like having way too much sugar? That is one of the ver- very pertinent subsets. Okay, yeah. So type two is the is the like w- you weren't born with it, but you get it. Okay, makes sense. I, I, I'm not a doctor, and I don't play one on the radio. Wait, you're anyway. not Doctor Payne? Because <laughs> you sound like somebody who assists suicides. If you are, <laughs> well, I you would, dude. I doctored my whole family my whole life. My dogs never saw a vet. I haven't seen a doctor for 30 years. Anyway, improves cognitive function is number six. Oh, that's debatable. Yeah, I don't know. Have you drank bourbon? (laughs) (laughs) I have, and guess what? It it does not improve cognitive function. Well, well, I mean. does not make me smarter. Okay, so I can write like a motherfucker when I've been drinking, but... Decision making is a cognitive function. You make poor decisions when you're drinking too much bourbon. That's that's fact. This is based on a, a, a low level consumption diet. What like what does it say? Like what low level consumption means? Oh, it just says moderate consumption, which I'm thinking is three four shots a day, maybe. My <laughs> aunt Ruth, God rest her. What's what's heavy consumption then? My my great aunt. Anything Ruth, over a fifth a day. Like 90, over a fifth years old and she only weighed like 87 pounds but every night she'd have two three uh bourbon and waters or whiskey and waters and uh i'm thinking bourbon and whiskey have share a lot of the same yeah what is it yeah, uh, uh, all, bourbon's a kind of whiskey all whiskey or uh yeah bourbon is whiskey but not all whiskey is bourbon correct yeah bourbon's uh, uh american corn whiskey isn't it i believe so yeah no, I, well, I think they originally called that corn liquor. I don't even know if that was considered whiskey. Yeah, well, uh, bourbon is also a kind of corn liquor. Well, they were all definitely Scotch-Irish concoctions. Yeah. yeah, yeah, bourbon is certainly a whiskey, though. Yeah, that's actually where whiskey comes from. Uh, uh, whiskabea means the breath of life. So it turns yeah. out it's like yeah. the one fucking thing that we actually inherited from the alchemists. Wait, Re- I thought... I always thought it was whiskey or whiskey. What did you say it was? Whiska Bea. Uh, U-I-S-C-E-B-E-A-H, uh, I think. Ooh, wow. What a weird spelling. Yeah, old... yeah. Uh, Celtic man. That goes back to the old Gaelic, right? Yep. Well, because I was it. told that the uh, ancient Sumerian uh, translation of coffee was juice of life. So if you're telling mm. me the... Ancient translation of whiskey was, what was it? Breath of life. Breath of life. That's interesting. The breath of life, yeah. Mm-hmm. Or I, actually, I understood it as the water of life. Hmm. And I guess things could get crossed up in translation. Yeah, because you don't want to bourbon your plants. Like your house plants. <laughs> you want to water your house plants. You don't want to bourbon them. That's true. Oh, that's what I did wrong. <laughs> <laughs> all right what number are right. we on major so we uh dropped off on number six here now we're going to go to number seven i believe this is going to be dealing with the ldl it says good cholesterol all right yeah okay number eight um it says relieves cold symptoms well we all all know the value it's of true. a hot body yeah yeah when, when when you got a cold or some sort of you know respiratory covid pneumonia Strep throat, uh, let's see, it was bronchitis, right? Whiskey is good for that, man. 
Lemon juice and honey are good, too. Yep, yep. All right, number nine, and this one's going to hit you, reduces obesity. Hmm. Uh, I find that hard to believe. Yeah, maybe it's going to hit me, but it hasn't hit me I yet. Say, like, I'm, you know, I think if that were true, I'd be a much more svelte man. Well, I don't know. Like I said, too many beers will swell the kettle. I mean, if anybody who is looking at me has had enough bourbon, I might be more attractive <laughs> right? or more svelte, less, you know, hefty. Everybody looks better through the bottom of a glass. Haven't you ever seen that vid or that uh, one picture where they got a, a guy looking through the bottom of his whiskey glass at the bartender and she's just felt and gorgeous? <laughs> and then he puts it down, the next one she just got them big old hippopotamus hips and whatnot. Yeah, I'm familiar with the uh, concepts oh, and oh, use oh, of oh. beer goggles. Yeah, beer goggles. Mm -hmm. okay. How about so Japanese rain goggles? Japanese Anybody ever rain give goggles? you Japanese rain goggles? I'm afraid to even acknowledge <laughs> anything you just said. <laughs> Actually, it's a joke from Two and a Half Men uh, where uh, we, most people think it's an apocryphal sexual act, but... Uh, the Japanese rain really? goggles? What yeah, is it really? she gave me Japanese rain goggles. Have you ever uh, had Japanese rain goggles? <laughs> and, and what is it? I'm guessing they it's Japanese say. goggles that they you wear for rain. Oh, it's just one of these uh, euphemisms guess. without a uh, definition. Yeah, uh. yeah, it's a it's a euphemism. <laughs> I dare you to are say you, that again. Are you hiding bourbon? De euphemism. <laughs> I don't know. The only one I, the only one I can come back with on that one is I remember my stepfather who was uh, lieutenant colonel in the Nam. He was a pilot, needless to say. But anyway, one of his kids gave him a pair of glasses that had windshield wipers on them with battery operated. I thought that was kind of funny. Nice. Hmm. All right, what number are we in? All right, we are on number 10 here. David Letterman is going to wrap it up. He says, number 10 is Curb's Appetite Prolongs Life. With what I said, moderate. Uh, I know a lot of people who have shortened their lives with bourbon, mm. in, uh, both directly and indirectly. And I'm not sure about it suppressing appetite because, I mean, Sometimes. I've been to Denny's at 3 a.m. after way too much bourbon many a time. It's true. I remember, I, I remember when I was an old working dog and I was on the road every damn day, I'd be hungrier than hell heading home. And I'd just stop and grab a beer, maybe two, and my gut would be good. It's There's a pork chop in every well, can. Well, yeah, beer, yeah, yeah. Beer has food value, but food has no beer value. That's true. Hmm. Yeah, I had a friend that, that used to like to point out that, hey, remember, if you can only afford smokes or Taco Bell, go with the smokes, because they are a hunger suppressant, and Taco Bell is not a smoke suppressant. <laughs> That's, That's true. Wise. That is wise. What you... I don't what? think I, any of that's wise, but you know. That's <laughs> sage wisdom that we're imparting upon yeah. every listener to this particular or, you know, podcast. Don't do that shit because that ain't worth what it. Did you say it was a smoke suppressant. I didn't catch that. Taco Bell is not a smoke suppressant. Oh, exactly. Not a nicotine suppressant. Yes, they will impede your smoking. Actually, if anything, Taco Bell make you want to smoke, right? Exactly. If you're a smoker, yeah. right? That's true. After yeah. you eat, you're like, man, I could use a smoke. Yeah. yeah. The best of the day is these, hmm. either the first one with your coffee or after a meal. Yeah, I don't uh, smoke anymore. 
Uh, I've been quit for well over do a decade. Do you smoke any less? I do. A lot less. Like okay. 100% less. Yep. As far as cigarettes are concerned. Uh, well, I, I don't I don't smoke the crap they sell. I roll my own because uh, I remember about 10 years ago, somebody showed me under a black light what they were doing with this fire retardant on the papers. Yeah, yeah. I already know they put more chemicals than they need to in, a, in this stuff. I mean, they try to make it more addictive than less addictive. So, yeah, I'd buy my stuff by the pound, and my smokes cost me a buck a pack. Yeah, it's so weird that we're at a point of time in society where, like, it, for a while, like, when I was growing up, it was still being celebrated how, like, sort of industrial everything was becoming. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Uh, the advent of the microwave and, you know, the breakup of Ma Bell into multiple phone companies now, not just the phone company anymore, right? right. You know, all these things were happening, and, you know, uh, uh, TV dinners became microwave dinners, Right, so you didn't put them in the oven anymore. Now you put them in this little box over here, and you know, and we called it the nuke and all that kind of thing. Nuke and so, until they glow and eat yeah. them in the dark. And so, like you know, processed everything was like, oh, it's going to save you time and money. You can be busy. You can get more done. Right, you don't have to worry about cooking dinner for your whole family. Just pop one of these in the microwave for right. five minutes, and everybody's fucking happy, right? And so now we're at a point in society, at least in my estimation, where the opposite of that is now like sort of going on. Like everybody's like, ah. Processed foods are the worst possible shit you can put in your body. They literally are. And so, like, even smoking. Have you ever tried plutonium? Even (laughs) I may have, actually, because I lived on the West Coast during the the Fukushima. uh, You know what I mean? The... uh, yeah, uh, the leak. Fukushima, I think. Yeah, thank you. Right. Yeah, yeah. The, the leak. And so uh, what they did is they, uh, the government, instead of saying, oh, yeah, uh, way too much radiation is passing over you and the rest of the United States, they instead just raised the number <laughs> for what they, what they stated the safe limit of radiation is. Yeah. Oh, they've decided you'll still be safe at your current levels. Yeah, it's just no, like the uh, when they're like, yeah, I know that the, like, definition in the book is two quarters of gdp reduction but i have decided it's not a recession yet (laughs) and i am the expert and they're like okay well what kind of criteria would show that we're in a recession well i'll tell you i'll tell you when i'm the expert I, I will let you know when there is a slowdown in the economy. Are you fucking kidding me? Yeah. You just locked the entire goddamn civilization in their homes, and you're not going to admit that it caused a slowdown in economic growth. Well, and all that all that radiation from Fukushima is still like seeping out, and it's you know into the ocean, and uh, it like the trade winds or whatever you call it, the the way the the direction of weather goes from west to east. Right. So uh, west of the West Coast is, you know, where the Fukushima event happened. And so all that energy, that radiation is it's going to hit the West Coast first. And the West Coast is going to, you know, bear the brunt of that. Another reason for me to have left the West Coast. Right. Uh, Outside of the fact that everything was taxed to death. And, uh, you know, I saw Seattle go from a really nice a city with almost zero racism in it to like a police state and like where they're struggling with racism and shit like that. Uh, you know, just another reason to leave the West Coast. Uh, but it's entirely possible that I was exposed to unhealthy levels of radiation as well as everybody else in the United States, but like perhaps more because I was on the West Coast. Uh, yeah, you know, the, the Earth, absor- the Earth absorbs a bunch of that radiation as it moves. You know, even though it's possible that that shit's just way too much for everybody, and we've all been poisoned. Well, so uh, good news and bad news. So the good news 
is that uh, putting it in the ocean is literally the best thing that you can do with radiation. Agreed. Like if it's going to like not be covered by rocks, uh, because uh, seaweed is uh, contains iodine, which is what our body uses to now actually we're gonna process have, like, that. You know, four-eyed yeah. fish in the yeah. Pacific Ocean and shit. Yeah. Well, seawater well, in bad general news. contains iodine. Yeah, yeah. Right. So uh, seawater uh, contains uh, like seawater is a, a really effective way to disperse uh, radiation. So that's the good news. Here's the bad news: shit is still there. Like, it's still just yeah. leaking radiation yeah. into the ocean, yeah. and we're not going to bother, like, pouring cement on it. Well, I, I, I don't know. I haven't kept up with it since I decided they to leave. They dumped all those spent fuel rods into the ocean, Yep. and the Japanese current is still bringing it right. by the West Coast today. Right. Yeah. Yeah. We're not going to, like, bury them. What the fuck is wrong with us? I mean, I think we should take them and put them all on a rocket ship and launch them into the sun. Because, like, mm. while that's a whole lot of energy to us, to the sun, we shoot that at the sun. It's just going to be like, yeah, whatever, yeah. snack. Right? Thanks, yeah, I guys. mean, the big cost to us would be the, the energy to get it to the sun, yeah. which might be more than those rods produced in the first place. Well, I mean, you, you pretty- collect them all and you just put some solar sails on it send it in that general direction it'll reach it eventually yeah getting it out of the atmosphere is going to be a bitch though well that's the hard part right yeah i don't i don't think i want to send an explosive charge towards the sun let's say we tilt its axis or blow a big old gas well, the sun it. is an explosive charge it's, it's yeah I, I all i'm saying is that it doesn't matter what we throw at it as humans we're not gonna blow up the fucking sun Yes, yeah, if, if you threw literally the entire Earth into the sun, it wouldn't notice. Yeah. It wouldn't even burp. Yeah, it wouldn't even probably make it to the sun. It would all evaporate or be incinerated before it actually reached, oh, yeah. you know, the, the core. Oh, so here's, yeah, here's something wacky. The corona of the sun is actually like orders of magnitude hotter than the surface of the sun. And there is no scientific explanation for that. So you've got like, you know, the core of the sun, that's really hot. And then you've got the surface of the sun, that's cooler. So it's like, I, I forget the exact, it's like 100,000 Kelvin inside, then 10,000 Kelvin on the surface. And then there's, you know, empty fucking space. And then there's the corona of the, and empty space is, you know, cold. And then there's the corona of the sun and it's 100,000 Kelvin oh, again. That makes me wonder like, what the is? The is like tip of the flame, right? Well, I uh, that makes me question what what is the sun because what I know of fire is that fire requires oxygen to burn. Right. What I know of space is that it's nothing. There's no oxygen for it to burn. Exactly. So what exactly is the sun? Well, it's the, not, it's flame. not fire. It's right. a, it's a nuclear. It's it's repeated nuclear reaction. Sometimes fusion. Sometimes fission. Okay. So fusion. Uh, big builds larger molecules out of smaller molecules. Fission breaks larger molecules into smaller molecules. So it's uh, so th- that's what's going on. So it's a self-sustaining of, uh, factory of explosions. I don't buy it. Um, well, it's not permanently fa- self-supporting. Eventually. It will. Uh, it's like something that's been cooling uh, down in the same for way. The time. Earth is self-rotating. Uh, yeah, because the Earth is not 
it's slowly it's down. Spinning. Like, it's yeah. not. It's yeah. it doesn't have any power source. Right. So that is that that is the standard explanation for what the sun is. I don't buy it. And okay, the corona and the corona problem is one of the exact reasons why I do not buy that explanation. So I think that it is an anode. I think that it is one half of an electric current. I don't know where the cathode is exactly, mm. but I think that this is a spherical electrical discharge, which would produce a uh, uh, a halo around the sun. Yeah, it's like a weld. You start doing a, a stick arc weld or something, and you've got the welding helmet on. If you just if you get as close as you can without burning your helmet, that's kind of it. Kind of looks like the sun. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's what this is. I, I think that the entire cosmos is actually electric in its nature. Hmm. So, uh, so one of the uh, one of the uh, uh, pieces of uh, of evidence for this, right? So, uh, the moon. I mean, it's a bunch of circles, right? Like, okay, well, oh, well, those are impact craters. Well, that's funny because the moon is not heavy enough that it would be making everything that comes by it like hit it straight on right like straight down it's not heavy enough for that i mean earth is way heavier than it and it's right here so and we're not enough to make every passing object head directly into our center which okay. is probably nice for us oh yeah i'm very glad but okay so why is it that there is not one single like crater that is hit from a diagonal oh i didn't know that there wasn't there isn't. I just assumed that there, there was. aren't any. I mean, look at it. You, you can you can look at it through a telescope. A lot of this you can see with the naked eye. Yeah. It's all circles. I've, you're right. I viewed the moon, and I can't tell you like a crater that didn't look. But like, I mean, that's the thousand foot view, so to speak. Right. right that's right. the zoomed out view. Well, and so I've never been to the moon, so I can't tell you whether or not there's places you know that could be explained by you know other you know meteors or things hitting the moon. I'm pretty sure it's farther than a thousand meters. But that's the thing. Like, having this hit sure dead on is an unbelievably unlikely chance right. ever. So having all, uh, having every single visible circle that you can see, a circle instead of like a gash. Okay, that's not what that. I don't think that's what those are. And and it, everything in nature is circular, dude. And if a if a comet bounced off, I'm the not Earth, circular. Yeah, and considered a valley after <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. I, I've i been consuming enough uh, brownies lately that I'm probably pretty circular. Okay. So, uh, Major, I want you to imagine like, um, okay, a, a, a sci-fi movie and the saucer like crash lands, okay? Okay. Okay. So, you see how that would be like rounded on one side and pointy on the other uh, in the in the impact that it would make? Yeah, just like if you threw a frisbee into a ash dust pile. Exactly. Perfect analogy. So yeah, that should be what most of the impacts on the moon look like. But it isn't. And and the icing on the cake is that you'll find all of these craters that have a little tiny extra crater on the lip of the crater. Now, the lip oh, the crater. they've been making out with too many other craters. <laughs> well, this, this, this takes us back to pink space herpes. Oh, <laughs> don't it? Space herpes, definitely. 
Well, and for that to happen once ever oh. is pretty much impossible. But it's all over. Uh, hold on. Uh, there was another caller, and we were going to get to it, but they seem to have gone away. So 603-283-6160. Uh, we will put you on the air. We just wanted to you know, wrap up this conversation. But uh, go ahead, Major. Well, like I said, I think this might take us back to old Pink Floyd and Dark Side of the Moon. He says there's a small crater next to the large crater. That would apply a detonation charge with an impact charge. So is there or is there not something hiding on the dark side of the moon? Well, uh, <laughs> on the dark side, it's all dark. <laughs> well, I uh, I don't know if there is something on the opposite of the on the opposite side of the moon from us, but uh, I'm actually not suggesting anything that people did. So if you're welding and you you know you make this round impact in the thing, yep. there will very frequently be a secondary discharge that's going to hit the closest thing to it. Which is that lip? That's what they call slag. Yeah, you blow a hole, and the little explosive particles blow and stick. Yep, yep. And that's exactly what would happen if there was an electrical discharge. And I think that's what those are. Oh, so you think the moon uh, and other like meteor type things are discharged from the the welding rod that is the sun? No, I think the craters on the moon well, the are formed are... from the oh. electrical discharge. Oh, interesting. Yeah, which is why they're all the same depth, which, explain that to me. I so don't you... think they're all the same depth. No, they are. They, they actually are. It's absolutely it's, it's, it's bizarre. Been, it's been widely speculated that most of the asteroids that have survived, not been burned up, contain like 85, maybe higher percent nickel. Hmm. And nickel hmm. is badass metal. I mean, if you have, if you got an old nickel steel Winchester, you can throw that damn thing in a snowdrift. <laughs> Get it three months later, and there won't be a speck of rust on it. Nice. It ain't right. happening today. Hey, uh, Major, call us back a little later. Thanks for the call. Beard Talk Live. Who the fuck is this? Hey, it's Frank. Frank, have you called before, Frank? I have. All right. What's on your mind tonight? I uh, just actually a couple of uh, maintenance issues. Your the stream that's on the, the the phone back end completely wrong. That's why I hung up. And also, did you guys stop streaming to YouTube? Mm, that's a good question. YouTube may have decided to stop streaming us. Uh, as far as the phones go, when when you call and you're on hold to get on the program, you are not hearing Beard Talk Live. You're hearing. Uh, uh, something uh, pre-recorded, a different episode of Free Talk yeah. Live for certain. Uh, but it. that's uh, the only reason that that hasn't been the case 100% of the time uh, is when we've experimented with our uh, streaming system. But it is the expected way for it to be uh, going forward. Yeah, unfortunately, we are I'm not as well set up as Free Talk thing. Live. I'm trying to figure uh, out the one? The on sip thing. I think you guys have a SIP address. I haven't used it before. Yeah, but, but even even if you do that, that, you're still going to hear the same thing you would hear if you called over a regular Oh, no. Phone. Well, it's just I prefer VoIP because regular, it, it's muddled. You yeah. know, bad call quality, whatever. Although, you know, Anyways, for a caller, so, you sound pretty good. Well, great. I'm happy to hear that. So I just wanted to call in and be pedantic. If you'll allow me. Will you, also be, uh, will you also be flit? Will you be flit and pedantic? Uh, no, I just think I focus on the pedantic. All right, well, let's begin the pedants. <laughs> let's. 
Okay, so uh, Peakless, you were mentioning about the moon and the uh, impact craters, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, there's an actual, actually, there's a really good episode with, um, although I don't like Neil deGrasse Tyson, and uh, I don't know if you guys uh, listened to part of the problem, but um, Dave just ripped him a new asshole. I, and he deserved that it. one where he was. Yeah, he did. <laughs> Neil, Degra- <laughs> yes, he Neil did. deGrasse Tyson does not deserve any of the respect that he gets. No, and he's. So I disagree. I think he does a great job of explaining a lot of things. Well, in his wheelhouse, right? Like he's an astrophysicist. He's not a. Yeah, and uh, I think he's, he's full not of a shit. biologist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. I'm anyway, no, I'm saying so, as an astrophysicist, uh, I think he's full of shit. Like I, I don't, uh, oh, but okay. but I I have a minority opinion. I don't believe in dark matter and dark energy. They're like, oh well, hmm. those are placeholders, and we in nobody the really believes in dark matter or dark okay. energy. Well, the well point, then why are they right? bullshitting but, but, us, man? Because, okay, because it's something they haven't identified. Man. Yeah, that's bullshit. Exactly. That means you're wrong about everything. You I need agree. to start over. Well, no, they're not wrong about everything, man. It's like we have to take a step back, and there is established science, right? Like that doesn't mean like they're full of shit on some things. That doesn't mean they're full of shit on everything. That's a logical fallacy. I'm saying uh, right. I'm saying everything about astrophysics is wrong, and and not here's, and here's why we haven't discovered it is that there aren't any technologies that are based on our knowledge of astrophysics. If there were technologies based on our knowledge of astrophysics, then we would know that we were correct. There are technologies based on our quantum physics, and that's how we know we're right about, or at least right enough about quantum physics. Nah, man, I think you're wrong about this, dude. Uh, Like the most, the the everyday use technology that's based on astrophysics, which actually is an extension of physics itself. It's just applied physics to the, you know, extra uh, celestial existence outside of our atmosphere is gps right like we use gps every day and it has to deal with uh relativistic time differences and all that shit it's really complex but that's getting we're getting into the weeds here classical physics is sufficient for gps yes none of our astrophysics is necessary at all (sighs) are you including uh einstein as conventional physics no, no, I'm saying like straight up Newton will get you satellites. Newton will get you satellites, but it won't get you GPS won't because you GPS, GPS has no. to deal with the time dilation that exists. Oh, that, right, right. Okay. Uh, when you're traveling near the speed of light. Okay. But anyways. So, uh, okay, so that does rely on relativity. Mm. But relativity so, uh, is part of quantum physics and that arena. Relatively. Yeah. Whereas, like, <laughs> the, whereas knowledge of what stars are and how all of that works is completely unnecessary to it. You guys are like I will, super nerds, man. I'm out of my element geeks. on this one, man. We one are of my main geeks. Uh, <laughs> even even <laughs> Frank, man. Frank's a fucking nerd. You're a nerd, Frank. That's true. He <laughs> has, he has so many nerd that. core right. points right now. Uh, <laughs> Well, one of my main frustrations about um, uh, edutainment about astrophysics and stuff like that is they're like, and this is what we understand, they don't explore anything about how they got to that, which is the, that's the juice, that's, that, that's the meat that I really want to chew on, but they don't really discuss it. And in anything. It's left up in to the imagination. Anything. Like, and that's where you get... 
They'll they'll tell you yeah, here's our model and like how you got to that is fucking nuts. Like I I appreciate that we it's finally figured out a bunch of like subatomic physics and stuff, but like the way that you got to this was crazy. Like, oh, well, we had a really, really thin sheet of gold, and we fired these particles through it. And it's like, well, yeah. wait a second. Well, you I didn't know wish... how particle physics worked. How did you fire particles? Well, we didn't exactly know what they were. They were just kind of like weird them... hydrogen thingies. I would like them to delineate between the, the assumptions and suppositions that they've extrapolated from core understood science. Having that said... What you were saying about the, the impact craters on the moon is wrong. And uh, the reason I brought DeGrasse Tyson is... Wait, wait, Frank, I'm sorry. Hang on, hang on, Frank. Go ahead. Uh, you've just inadvertently invented today's portmanteau. Uh, what oh, was what it? It was uh, assumptions and suppositions. And so you get a suppositions. Uh -huh. Nice. A suppositions. I love it. You've invented today's portmanteau. All right, continue. A suppositions. A suppositions. I like it. I'm going I'm to try to remember that. Right. Uh, so they, they aren't actually direct impacts. Their, their body's moving so fast that just glancing off the surface creates an impact so powerful that it actually does create that crater that you see on the moon. So and he goes into, in space, there's a thing that you will never see actually happen in your actual life ever. No, it's not necessarily true. Okay, then well, tell you there's what. a lot of things in space that I'll never see in my actual life. Well, ever. I'll, I'll tell you what. <laughs> um, take a ball it. and fire it at sand at an angle and get it to leave a circle. Yeah, it happens all the time. Why not? No, no, it does not. <laughs> Why? Why do you say that? Because I've. Uh, because I have a rudimentary knowledge of physics. Because if you hit it at an angle, you will get an oblique impression. You don't get well, circles from doing that. You get you ovals. Might, well, you're talking about... Okay. There's... I don't, I'm not a physicist necessarily, but there's a dynamic shift, right? Like, if you Are you have possibly like a physicist? <laughs> <laughs> if you if is, you smear if glances off the surface and leaves a smear, then it would be an oblique. He's only where, a physicist, and other physicists are observing him. Ooh, <laughs> nice. Or not observing? Am I cat or no? I don't know. Anyways, so uh, I'm if, Heisenberg's if physicist. I'm either a phys <laughs> or an assist, but never both. Schrodinger's Heisenberg. <laughs> Ooh. If you can imagine, ooh, if you can imagine a rubber ball glancing off of a surface, it would leave an oblique. But if you're talking about a rubber ball traveling um, at the speed, uh, you know, 18 times the speed of sound, it's going to explode. And when it explodes, the energy release is more spherical than oblique. And what did I just say? Here's a thing that you will never actually see in your life, but it totally happens in space. I mean, you yeah, won't so see it there's happen, lots of but things like that. Move, okay. You will never see okay. the creation of a black of, hole in your life. Okay, but it happens in space. Burden of proof, man. Bourbon of proof. <laughs> Bourbon of proof. Bourbon of yeah. proof. So, oh, does that mean it's break time? Not time yet. For the we, got about, we got about 20 minutes. So okay. if you are claiming that this happened, okay, that's a pretty extraordinary claim. 
And you're claiming that it happens all the time. That things yeah, just go so fast that getting close makes them explode. Uh, okay. But you're making the assumption that they're that they're perpendicular to the, the surface, right? No, I'm saying that if it was an impact that caused it and it was circular, it would have to be perpendicular. I I don't I'm suggesting correct, it's not an impact at all. I agree with uh Okay. And I agree even, with Captain, that might be too nerdy. Okay, and even that one still wouldn't explain like I, I disagree. And even if that were so, it wouldn't explain why there is such a commonality of a smaller impact crater on the lip of the impact crater. Okay, so so I can understand better. Are you saying that all of those impacts were perpendicular? I'm saying they weren't impacts. What are they? Electrical discharges. Electrical discharges. Now right. who has the burden of proof? So what would you say causes those electrical discharges? Okay, fair enough. I will I will give you a... Uh, so we aren't allowed to actually access... Uh, uh, those of us that believe in uh, the electric universe are not allowed to access any of the technology, but there was one circumstance where we had the equivalent of an experiment. So uh, NASA launched this uh they launched this thing to drop a cubic meter of solid copper onto a comet and brilliant idea because it being an exact measurement of one meter and solid copper we knew okay here is exactly how much this weighs so depending on what uh what the plume that resulted from dropping it onto the uh the comet was going to give us a lot of information uh what the what the gravitational pull of the comet was what the composition was because like lighter elements will go higher uh, great idea right but they said uh, the electric universe people said don't do that it'll explode it's like what well, okay well here's what what'll happen there'll be an initial flash and then there will be a much, much brighter flash when it actually impacts, and that brighter flash will knock out your co your cameras. You won't catch any of this footage, and this will be a complete waste of money. And they went, yeah, okay, flat earther in your tinfoil hat. And then that's exactly what happened. There was an initial flash. There's no explanation in science for that. And then there was a massive flash that that knocked out the camera, which not only is there no explanation for that, if they'd thought it was possible, they might have done something to make sure the camera didn't get knocked out. If there's no explanation for it, how could it have been predicted? Their models are wrong. It's easily predicted in the electric universe cosmology or plasma cosmology. All right, all right, so, so are up. you saying that that is outside of science? Because you said there's no answer in science. In accepted science, yeah. So the oh, universe theory is yet. not accepted right. science. Hmm? The the I'm sorry, you call yeah, it electric the, universe, the electric theory universe is, uh, is very much not accepted. I've never heard that word before. I think it would be a great band name or album title, the Electric Universe. Nice. Hmm. So hmm. tell us more well, about these Electric Universe people. Is it a cult? Are they no, a science no, it's cult? No, it's just a, a different theory. I, I apply to a lot of, of uh, unaccepted theories. Uh, I also apply to the um, uh, aquatic ape hypothesis. Like the, the standard uh, model of evolution uh, doesn't explain a bunch of human features. Our downward-facing noses, our, uh, our peculiar set of hair, um, uh, the fact that we have little ear flaps. Um, oh, and the fact that we have webbed friggin' fingers. 
Like, no other primates have any of these traits. But the aquatic ape hypothesis uh, says that in between being in the treetops and being in the desert, we spent a period of time in the water. Oh, I thought maybe you Not were like thinking... like underwater or in the ocean. I thought maybe you were thinking something along the lines of, like, you know, a monkey fucked a dolphin or something. No. Oh. Same idea, though. Uh, so dolphins are said to be they do uh, occasionally wolves that jerk turn them into... They do occasionally jerk them off. Okay. The I'm sorry, the what wolves? What were you? Oh, uh that's uh the theory for where uh where dolphins and uh wolves and all of or uh, where dolphins and whales and all of that come from is that uh wolf like creatures spend I'm sorry, so you much said time it like three times. Where dolphins. <laughs> nice. <laughs> where dolphin. There, there dolphin. <laughs> Are you pointing at Miami? Anyway, not uh, werewolves, were dolphins, yes. <laughs> dolphins that turn into what do they turn into? Werewolves <laughs> at midnight. <laughs> they're <Full moon>. they're wolves. <laughs> well, no, it's just that we have a bunch of dolphins and we keep them in where. That's right. That was a New Hampshire specific joke. Wow. Inside okay. baseball. Anarchist walks into a bar with a parrot on his head. Bartender says, where the hell did you get that mangy thing? Parrot says, New Hampshire, there's thousands of them. (laughs) (laughs) What the fuck were we talking about? One more more thing, guys. Uh, Rewinding back to the the surface of the sun, right? Uh, Are you aware of the boiling temperature water? Of course, uh, 212 degrees, right? Yes, of course. Fahrenheit. But that, yes, 100 degrees Celsius, of course. Um, But the limitation for water holding uh, temperature above that does not include steam. So steam could exceed that temperature by far. That's Mm. why steam is uh, extremely dangerous in industrial applications. Because it's a gas. Okay. uh, So what would be holding that steam to the sun? Well, I'm just I'm I'm using it as an example. If you can kind of take the concept that okay, boiling uh, water, steam, uh, then what? Uh, well, no no limitation on temperature. So you can just su- suppose for a minute, and I I I'd have to dig into the papers, and I I haven't before. I've heard it in the past what you're talking about that the corona exceeds the temperature of the center of the sun, but there's nothing order actually of magnitude. The I don't know, Frank. You're asking us to make a pretty large a supposition here. <laughs> no, I, not necessarily. But I, I'm just saying, like materials in in different phase changes have different properties, and the energy at the at the core of the sun being less than the energy outside of the, well, at the most extreme boundaries of the sun. I don't, I don't see that as a complication or a problem, as you said. It doesn't, it doesn't pose a problem, necessarily. I would be curious as to why you jumped to that conclusion. I'm assuming that, you're, uh, that your assumption is that the core of the, the, the sun should be hotter. It should. We all know... Why? Why? Because even because, okay, on Earth- okay, no, no, no. It's a fair question. Okay, so why would the core be hotter? Because what we're saying this thing is is hydrogen and helium going back and forth in a bunch of fission and fusion and fission and fusion and fission and fusion. Okay, well, if you have all of that inside of the sun, 
then it has direct access to all of its elements. If you have it on the surface of the sun, you have the void of space cooling it down, which is no, why the surface of the sun is cooler than space the... Space doesn't have a cooling effect. Space is the absence of heat. It doesn't have a cooling effect. There's nothing to actually radiate the heat. That's the, that, that's the misnomer. It's like if you, okay. if you exited the... a spacecraft without a spacesuit, you would freeze. No, your body would radiate heat until you froze, but it wouldn't be immediate because there's nothing to actually conduct the heat. It's, like it's devoid of anything to actually conduct that heat. Okay, so everything that it's kicking off, all of the particles, all of the photons, all of that is dispersing once it hits the space. Yeah. Okay, exactly. and then it's suddenly so reconvening. It's not, it's not reconvening, it's radiating out into space. And then suddenly getting hotter. No, no, it, it, that's where the heat is accumulating at the outermost extreme parts of yeah that's not how well, heat works actually sure it is no heat doesn't how accumulate well a flame, the, the, a flame the, as the we know it would work is, differently than than the sun works in space it's all plasma man right we've already determined that the sun is not flame it's not consuming oxygen right no the sun is actually plasma like the the it's a lot of stuff, but most of the sun is right. actually plasma. Heat doesn't accumulate a, because of the second state. law of thermodynamics. That's why heat well, doesn't radiating. accumulate. Maybe, now, which one is that? You can't win, you can't issues, break but... even, or you can't stop playing the game? Uh, I think <laughs> it's you can't break even. Okay. Although I have never heard those three described that way, and I love it. <laughs> <laughs> fantastic yeah oh but yeah it's uh energy disperses every energetic mm -hmm. system disperses that's what's so wacky about life is that it runs around gathering up bits of it like squirrels yeah gathering up bits of dispersed energy and using it to make a complex form that's like what is recognizable about the process of life in distinction to everything else but in physics Heat doesn't accumulate anywhere. It just disperses. Uh, I, again, I, I, I may have misused the word uh, accumulate, but as I'm imagining it, the, the, the heat that's generated out of the sun as a byproduct of the fusion is radiating outward, and it's not wanting to be contained inward. So the high points of energy, you might say, is at the extremes. It makes sense to me. I have absolutely no idea how. And we will return after these messages to <laughs> Physics Without Answers. Hey, uh, <laughs> hey uh, Frank, thanks for the call, man. We appreciate thanks, you. Guys. Uh, Beard Talk Live, I know who the fuck this is, but you know, for the sake of consistency, who the fuck is this? This is Fred Fargle from Flint. Oh, good yeah, lord! Yeah, yeah. Fred You've, Fargle. We we're going to take a break in Flint. ten minutes, so uh, go ahead. Well, I don't know. Hey, you kids, get off my lawn! I'm just a grumpy old fuck. You, why did you call me? We're not on your lawn. You called us. I know. I'm fucking with you. Being that grumpy old man that y'all expect. How hmm. dare you attempt to annex our podcast radio type program into your lawn? This means war. 
<laughs> Although if oh, we could get lawns everywhere to broadcast our program for us, that would be great. That would be great. It'd be a wonderful thing. Hey, Major, can you can you go out like stealthily without you know I don't know violating laws or anything like that, and sort of uh, mow the Beard Talk Live logo into like several lawns in your neighborhood? Um, no, but you know what, I might could. If I had enough voluntary homeowners, be able to do that with shingles on the roof. Mm, oh. How the people put like F the government on their roof? Yeah, it in shingles. I mean, uh, if you're going to go to that trouble, you might as well just get solar panels. Things that I would do panels. if I had too much money. No, that's what that's what I was thinking. So things I would do if I had too I, I much money, young, I, I could distribute solar panels to this entire section of city, but only if they let me arrange it as the, <laughs> as the Beard Talk Live logo. <laughs> I will give you free power to your house. However. Comma. <laughs> Ah, uh, things to do after uh, BTC moons. Yeah. I've got a young boss that does a lot of roots, and uh, he's got a big pile of miscellaneous colors behind his uh, abode, you know? And uh, so I'm sure if I could find voluntary homeowners, I could spell pretty much whatever you wanted to in your shingles. There's such well, a thing you're as... probably not going to find any involuntary homeowners. I was just going to say, is there such a thing as an involuntary homeowner? I don't well, think of I how mean, one if might you exist. inherit one, it's not your choice. Mm. Well, yeah, we you don't have to sign the document that makes it yours legally, right? So, you, I don't know. You do have a choice. Well, you see, it's part of social contract. <laughs> Fuck your social contract. <laughs> oh, God, don't you guys start going to I remember this shit the other day. Uh, hey Major, are, were you watching the show or, or listening to? Hey Major, are you watching the show online or something? No, no, hell, I'm watching an old western right now, actually. Okay, so uh, while you like you called earlier, and then we talked to Frank for a while before you called back. Uh, during the Frank section, though, we came up with uh, something called the Bourbon of Proof. Okay. <laughs> I'm game. Well, when you have an idea and you say, "Hey, I have an idea," then the, you know, in order for it to be true, you must provide. I mean, the bourbon of proof is upon you to provide the evidence oh, the for your idea. Bourbon of truth. No. I got you. Proof, not truth. That's proof. P r o o f. So what? Each each gallon of uh, bourbon will prove like eighty things. Is that yeah. how that works? Well, I, I mean, like my bourbon to be eighty proof. Sounds like a good mm. place for it to start. Yeah, yeah. You know, only the crap that they sell us is 80 proof. A whiskey <laughs> barrel is used three times before the charcoal that's scored on the interior is spent to do its proper job. The first time is going to be on, you know, like cognacs and uh, brandies and that fine stuff they can sell for a buck and a half a bottle, right? Okay. And then the second one will be on, like, I don't know, Crown You can Royal. get a bottle for a buck and a half? Right. $150, dude. Come on. Uh, it oh, okay. Oh, okay. I, it, it, it takes a while to adjust to inflation like that, but once you do, <laughs> you're, you're like, oh, yeah, it is about 50 uh, right? yeah. Yeah. Like the dollar's the new penny. It's yeah. true. Yeah. I think my first job, as far as on a paycheck, I might have made a $1.65. 
an hour. Wow, dollar sixty-five an hour. I'm trying to. So uh, I, I worked for. I worked for a dollar seventy-five an hour as a bus person, right? But I, I got tips on top of that. So I remember ten cent bread, dude. I remember there used to be a milk machine on the corner that hung like half gallons in glass bottles on a conveyor belt, and you could stick I think fifty or seventy-five cents in it, and it would drop you out a half gallon of milk. Hmm. Um, they, so how you much, said milk machines. Eggs? Oh yeah, how much were eggs? Penny. Five cents? Oh, the, uh, the, the, they were like 50, I think it was 50 cents. So eggs have been Grab cheap it. for a long time, up until now. Mm. Interesting. Uh, yeah, and, not, and not long ago now, like in 2019, I got a dozen eggs for a dollar. <laughs> right, yeah, yeah. Like a dollar. Maybe even 2020, right? But now, five bucks. Now, uh, somebody... If you can find them, five bucks. Six or seven. Yeah, there's supposed to be an avian flu that's hey, impacting that. You know, I, I actually do think that that is impacting this worse because all of the, like, hoity-toity brands uh, have, like, their same old prices. Well, yeah, the, uh, the like, the brown egg, the range-free eggs, those have kind of stayed the same price. Yeah. They, they yeah. might have gone up a little, but not much, to where, like, you're almost better off buying the better product. Well, you were always better off. Okay, but like, I got, I got good news afford it. And the egg thing. Wait, you got good right? news? Um, what did you save a load of money by switching your insurance to Geico? Oh, no, no, I, I, I'm not calling egg talk live here. Um, <laughs> but it, you do live in a relatively rural area, mm-hmm. and I go around okay. and fix people's houses all over the damn place. Oh yeah, I can so buy I can buy eggs on my way home tonight, egg. like from a roadside thing where it's like the honor system you just drop the money in and grab you know your dozen eggs there's gonna be frozen eggs well maybe not tonight but you know what i mean okay yeah but they got a camera on it usually i mean yeah sure nobody wants to be that stupid but uh even those they went up from two dollars to three dollars but yeah i can get real fresh probably eggs from chickens that got to eat bugs which is what they call free range nice and those are the ones you want. The oh, yeah. Eggs, the yolk, those are the ones that have uh, omega-3s like in them. And the way to really tell a fresh egg is when you crack it in the pan, if it don't run. Hmm. If it just stands up there like it should, if the snot runs, it's an old egg. And here's a real old If you trick. crack it in a pan and it does run, it was nearly hatched. <laughs> <laughs> it had too much shelf life. Had too much shelf life. Yeah, by but the I time it has legs at all, it's had too much shelf life. I learned this from my great grandpa. All right, and he he traveled on the trains a lot, and the food quality was questionable. He told me if you want a guaranteed fresh egg, order it poached. Yep. Because an egg that ain't fresh will not hold together. Just like I explained to you, cracking it in the pan and the snot running all over the place. Same thing if you dump it into boiling water. It won't hold together. God, I haven't had poached eggs in a decade, at least. Yeah, oh, I could I'm use some eggs. Good, nasty, good, 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 good toast or biscuits or something. Yeah. A little snotted gravy over it, maybe. Damn, you're making me hungry. Yeah, me too. Uh, Major, we're going to take a break, so thanks for the call Let's tonight. We appreciate you. Uh, I have some uh, break-ish music queued up for us, and we'll... Uh, make that happen momentarily, but a 10 minute break or so. Thank you for listening. It is beard talk live. 
603-283-6160. In about 10 minutes or so, we will return. In the meantime, here's some rock and roll.
fan of fading out the Lemmy from Motorhead fading him out so that you know we can take over why not burn like, him out it's like Lemmy opened for us for the second half of Beard Talk Live well, which is we pretty are sweet in, we are an upside down world so works for me we we have better halftime guests or uh, music sorry guests we have better halftime music than every Super Bowl like probably ever <laughs> here at Beard Talk Live I'm just saying it's true. Yeah. The uh, only thing that this uh, show hasn't picked up on that we got to talk about is how we have an upside down radio program. Well, let's talk about that. Because used to be, there'd be, you know, a little bit of chitter chatter and then here's the rest of your day of music. And we have completely reversed the process. Mm, that's right. True. Yeah. It used to be uh, DJs would spin music and then in between the music they would play blabbering, which is commercials. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, now we do the blabbering, which is the show, but in between we play the music. It's true. It's true. So one of the things that I've noticed is there really has like we have been so deeply enslaved in this generation that we have not come to a, a musical expression <laughs> of it. We are the most comfortable slaves of all time. Yeah. Right. That's that's my description of humanity right now. The, at least. 
you know, the United States, at least, the most comfortable slaves ever, mm-hmm. right? It's no longer the land of the free and the home of the comfort or the home of the brave. It's the land of the comfortable, the home of the slave. Because we're, you know, we're not 100% slaves, but I mean, is any percentage ex- acceptable? I think no. 0% is the optimal amount of slavery that any man should be subjugated to. And uh, I posit that we're all fucking slaves. Yeah, land of the sheep, home of the slave. And it's comfort that really built our chains. It's, oh, but it's so convenient. It's so convenient. It's so convenient. I swear, the road to hell in my day and age is paved on convenience. I mean, well, you know, if I just let Google do, like, everything, then it all hooks together so convenient. It's so mm-hmm. easy. I mean, the very idea of corporations. Well, if I just fill out the pre-prepared paperwork here, then it's just, it's all done. I don't have to keep track of this, and I don't have to worry about that. I'll just do what they've, well, it's it's right there. It's very convenient. I'll just walk around with Big Brother in my pocket. It's so convenient. <laughs> That's a that's a concept that I don't think anyone pre- would. Well, yeah, maybe somebody predicted it, but Big Brother in your pocket, right? Well, you're, just, you're just like, come on, Big Brother, instead of Little so, Brother, right? You're like, come on, Big Brother, let's go. So hmm. George Orwell was mostly focused on forms of socialism. So what he didn't realize is that we would actually pay to carry around. <laughs> uh, all right, hold that thought. Uh, Beard Talk Live. Who the fuck is this? <laughs> Well, uh, it's me, Rob. Come on. Are you close to your phone? Because you sound far away. Well, I'm sorry. I was uh, oh, that's there way we go. out a, cu- a, a cup here because I was just going to pour a cup of coffee. Oh, uh, Does that it, sound better now? Yeah, yeah. I was just wondering if uh, your living room is okay. My living room? Yeah, wherever you're at, wherever you're at, because uh, we just played a bunch of Motorhead during our 10-minute break. I figured Rob's <laughs> living room is in pieces, man. He's flipped tables. You know, he's <laughs> moshed his own, you know. I'm sorry. I'm ashamed, and I'm sorry to say <laughs> that, that on my birthday, my Twitter account was permanently suspended. Oh, so I could not listen to Beard Talk Live. And I could not listen to free free talk live. Wait, you were listening to us on Twitter? Yes. Why? Yeah. Would you do a thing like? I didn't even know I was on Twitter. Because uh, 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 that's how I can get to Mastodon. What the fuck did he just say? Okay. That's how he can get to Mastodon. Yeah, no, uh, so uh, uh, Ian has this thing that, uh, uh, I forget what the what the word for this is, you probably know, uh, that everything he posts to Mastodon reposts it to Twitter. Uh, yeah, that's to Twitter. this and that. Oh, yeah, that's, uh, that would be a relay or a bot or a bridge. Yeah, so he's it's... got a bridge there. So every so Twitter is how Rob gets to the Mastodon. That That is is not the best way. But still, shouldn't he be on watch.freetalklive.com to... That would be the way, yeah. Yeah, so... Well, I mean, uh, the unfortunate thing is is that I'm doing all of this on a cell phone because uh, I got, I'm got i having issues with my laptop today. Are you making excuses for having this motorhead? 
I, hey, I'm grateful just to be able to hear you guys. Yes, I missed the motorhead. All right, all right. I was supposed to have a company come on here today, you know, because uh, remember last week I was supposed to bring him in. However, I did talk to the powers that be. They are interested in this company. Might come on the show maybe, you know, in a week or so, you know. Uh, Beard Talk Live did make it on this uh, on this talked about on this show. So, yeah. Well, what's on your mind, Rob? Well, uh, I, uh, I nothing really particularly. <laughs> <laughs> you realize you you uh, called a talk show, right? That's true. <laughs> I mean, uh, well, I mean, I call in to talk to my friends. You know. Uh, I mean, I don't so how was your I, uh, I, how was your Friday the Thirteenth, Rob? It was horrible. Yeah, I didn't go anywhere. I didn't win the Powerball. Didn't win the nothing. Oh. but uh, but but I didn't get shot at. You know, nobody came after me with a hammer. He did. Yeah, <laughs> nobody. <laughs> I did not. <laughs> the hell, I did. <laughs> you you well, must you must was, have me. Okay. You must have mistaken me with. Uh, with uh, For Pelosi's little friend. <laughs> I don't do midnight underwear hammer fights. Uh, that really is the joke of infinite mileage. By the way, we, we don't go. have faces right now. We don't. Yeah. No, no, yes, we do. Well, we do? We do. Okay. We have faces. It looks like we're broadcasting that. It sure does. Oh. No, that's not what's going on at all. <laughs> no, that's not what's going on at all. It's all in your mind. That's all. Well, well it would have to reach my mind for. Mind. Well, not everything. Everything you experience is. Mm. But there is obviously something out here beyond your mind. Well, it's it's impossible to prove because uh, okay. once you get to cognito ergo sum. Um, you know, that's about as far as you can go. Okay. Either there is something beyond your mind, or everything that exists is generated as part of your mind. And God, the arrogance. And how probable is that? Come on, let's face it, things surprise you. And if things surprise you, then there's probably an objective reality. Yeah, nothing surprises me anymore. So there yeah, will be no objective reality. Okay, I got a surprise for all you motherfuckers. I got a surprise for every one of you motherfuckers. Mm, and that, that is that uh, we have a thing that we want to take care of as far as the, the program goes that we try to do every episode. I'm shocked. Shocked. I'm not surprised. Uh, well, and, I am because usually we do it at least in the first half of the show. This might be the first in 21 episodes, like second half of one of these. Could be. Are you ready? Well, it's past our 21st, you know. Right, Rob, Lay it on us. Rob, play along with the home game. Are you ready? Shit, Shit piss, piss, fuck, fuck cunt, cocksucker, motherfucker, and tits. All right. Are right. the words that you are allowed to say on our show? That's right. Yeah. I mean, you're allowed to use the other ones, too. Well, yes. Yeah. One would hope. Hopefully, it's mostly the other ones, but you know, be generous. It's an inclusive with the, allowance. Yeah. Yes. Don't have any uh, suppositions about what you can say here <laughs> on free, free well, beard talk. Well, you should be able to say whatever the fuck you want to say on the radio. Uh, if only. 
You know what happens when well, you have an assumption, uh, supposition <laughs> about a chainsaw stopping? You end up with an astumposition. Astumposition. Mm, yeah, that could happen. Let's hope not. You know, mm. Hopefully not to me. Or nobody. For that and I'm glad that we got through Friday the 13th without that happening. See? Nobody, I can't believe he came at Rob with a hammer. <laughs> and shot him. I mean, how busy do you have to be? Stop. It's hammer time. <laughs> oh, if only he were wearing the hammer pants. Actually, it's weed time. That's what time it is. <sighs> I'm getting some of that weed. Right. Yeah, yeah. It's legal where he is. It Ooh. is. It's recreational. I mean, just in general, it's recreational. <laughs> <laughs> I was really kind of hoping that they were going to open a dispensary in Bellas Falls, but that hasn't happened yet. So closest one to so, where I live is in uh, Rabbit World. Yep, yep. Did they like? I think that the turning point for when they uh, really started regulating our medicine was when they made pot illegal. Because, I mean, used to be there really wasn't that much that was illegal. But then it's mm. like all of a sudden, oh, well, no, we got to have schedules of drugs, and these are the drugs that no one can use. And it's like, okay, that's the first step in you are not allowed to pick your own medicine. Yep. We will pick what medicines you do not use. These are the medicines that we have determined has no medical use. Does it sound like Rob's finishing off like a big gulp or something? It does. It really <laughs> no, did. No, it really did. He's no, got the Seven well, Eleven cup in his hand. It's like uh, three quarts of know. Mountain Dew. Or <laughs> we should fill up the sound effects machine. Rules. And that is nobody's job. <laughs> <It is>? Audible <laughs> consumption of food no. during the show is clearly nobody's job. He does. <laughs> I mean, he is certainly the the most notable <laughs> of the of the eating and drinking on the air. Yeah, it's unless it's the other nobody's job. Well, I, I think that it should be up to the individual themselves as to uh, what they put in themselves. Yeah, nobody I mean, thinks so. He's, he's got you me. know. I mean, for myself, <laughs> I, why should I have to go ask the government if I need to take a fucking aspirin for? Seriously, you know? what? <laughs> why I should you why have to ask, ask the government to take a fucking aspirin? You shouldn't. I don't. Right. You don't. Well, okay. What is the difference? Between these things, I mean, uh, 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 well, look, dosage is, is important. Uh, is an analgesic. It comes from tree bark. <laughs> um, it's it's uh, an alkaline. Um, marijuana. The plant <laughs> okay. grows in the Okay, dirt. and cocaine so is uh, a product of leaves. Mm. So uh, these are both products that are used for pain killing that are mm. from a plant. And yeah, now you need to get the, your dosage right for this to be appropriate, but there is a time and a place for different medicines, and we should be the ones choosing for ourselves what those are, what with us actually having to live in the body that is affected by those choices. That's right. Mm. And all of the plant is all medication. Right. All of it. Right. They are all Even here for Charlie our use. Charlie says the same thing, you know, just like psilocybin mushroom. Yeah. It's These a, are it's a medicine, right? And no. no one should be applying medicine to you, except you. 
Well, well, I, I mean, get someone to do the the like whatever you choose. You can't like sure. give yourself open heart surgery, so you need right. someone to do it for you. Right, not easily. Okay, but I mean, no one should. <laughs> what I mean is, like, no one should be applying medicine involuntarily. Okay, because for a minute are. I thought you were going to say nobody should be applying. <laughs> <laughs> He's already I mean, got like, like Rob's got him in trouble already tonight. So, yeah. I mean, it's like uh, look at Adam. Wild-eyed nobody, beard full of blood, oh wielding a bone saw. No, it was a hammer. Clearly, uh, according to Rob. Rob, when nobody was wielding the hammer, did you notice if he were he had turned into a were dolphin? <laughs> I couldn't tell they're, you. They're dolphin. Uh, they're dolphin. <laughs> I think we're talking about the different nobody. <laughs> Fair point. Well, nobody's talking about it anyway. So, right. Well, I'm not talking about nobody. Yeah, nobody knows that. But yeah, so the I idea that they aware. should. <laughs> what? what was that? I think nobody's aware. It's true. Well, nobody knows well that. Be. Yeah, we really do get an infinite amount of mileage out of this one joke, don't we? Yeah, well, you know, nobody it's, knows everything, so. You know, I wonder how much of this is that deep down, I'm sure that if he's listening, Mark hates us right now. And I feel <laughs> a sense of joy in tormenting my friends in one way each. I, I got one thing to say, and that's nobody saw that coming. <laughs> well, mm. I'm thinking if Mark was listening right now, he's probably laughing his ass off. I think his eyes are rolling fast enough to generate their own power. That's that's what I think. Well, I mean, that the idea is to keep the thing going, you know, keep people talking. You know, it's like what? Yeah, we do uh, need to keep running you for office. That's a fact. I mean, it well, would I just mean, be an like, absolute uh, waste to have a nobody and not tell people that nobody should rule them. It's true. It's it's true. Pink Floyd did a, a, a wonderful song on the very last album on, from the Division Bell. It's called Just Keep Talking. Wow. That's what people need to do is they need to keep I, talking. I don't know, man. I they know need... some people that need to shut the fuck up. But... <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, if we, don't, if, if we don't keep talking, then the powers that be are going to continue on fucking steamrolling mm. all of us. That's well, that's, including the and, people and that's... that may not be aware. Yeah. I mean, you either talk or you hit. That's all you can do to fix things. That's right. And it's and one form of talking or another form of talking or another form of hitting. And like, and that's why it's such an exciting time to be alive is because we're seeing the beginning of a communication of value. That's like, right. We have, we have limped along in terms of an economy so far, but we've had these absolute clunkers to to express value with each other and now we have this unbelievable thing so value has become a a new way of communicating in a way that has never been imagined and it's taking away the power it yeah. still is it really is power, you know and it's the one percent it's the all the motherfuckers that have all uh, all the money yeah you know it's a, it's like what george collins said it's a big club. You ain't in it. Yeah. Well, I mean, you you'll notice that those... Well, you are if you get yourself some Bitcoin. You'll be in the right club. Well, you'll notice that they talk <laughs> well, out of both sides of their mouth. On one side of their mouth, they'll tell you that, well, money is speech, and therefore my yes. corporations can do whatever I say they can do. Mm. And on the other hand, they'll say, but you can't move money. 
you're not allowed to use that without yeah. our express and paid and lots of paperwork yeah, permission. Except it, it never moves. Right. No, I'm sorry. I don't need your permission to spend my currency. Right. You know? yeah. And if I stop spending the American currency, then the powers that be, you know, starts to lose their power. And if we all, all of us stop spending the currency that is within their country and switch to goldbacks, silverbacks, uh, you know, uh, uh, cryptocurrency, the barter system. Then well, we and, well, hold on. I do. I, I got to stop you there. So, like, it, it's actually the, the whole point of money is to not barter. So barter has this thing where you have to have something close to both of you having this one thing that you want to trade for that one thing, or Which knowing someone call or what a double you. coincidence of wants. Yeah. So the double coincidence of wants is what you have to have with barter. Whereas with money, the whole point of it was this was the thing that we found could be traded easily. That's true from from one point of view, but from another point of view, if you consider a gold coin standard. Mm-hmm. Where basically you trade in gold backs, gold coins, and uh, and and what whatever else. Well, really, the things that you're trading are physical objects. So it literally is a barter system. It's just particular physical objects are getting used more as an expression. Um, yeah, for example, gold backs and gold coins. But then, well, I mean, it's an option in having this uh, use regular American currency. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, those are just those fucking things ain't worth. Those are just promissory notes. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, you know, just like the 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 coin that you carry around. Promissory notes that make no promises. That's yeah, they're, right. They're they're actually a, they're like they're like lottery tickets, except that it's like first come first serve. So it's yep. a, a, a drawing right, but there might not be anything there when you get there. And by the time you get there, there'll probably be less there. So it's completely backwards. Yeah. Now, uh, yeah. so uh, as I see it, the the, the uh, there's pretty much no escaping gold for probably generations of, uh, of cryptocurrency usage. And that's groovy because, you know, it's fun. It's it's enjoyable no to hold gold to, in your hand to to escape gold. I think that see it made sense for the for Bitcoin to be backed by only seniorage, which is more or less how it how it is. Eager you Kirk? know what seniorage is? It's when you get old. No seniorage <laughs> is okay. Seniorage. The the value you start getting discounts. The value you didn't earn of, and shit. The value, the difference between a value of an ounce of gold and a one ounce gold coin um, exists. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Because you have to take the gold and make it into the coin, which you wouldn't do unless the coin was more valuable than the gold. Sure. Um, That's why gold bags trade over spot. Uh, yep. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. That's seniorage. Now, gold coins are a couple of percent seniorage. Gold backs um, are a several percent seniorage. Bitcoin is a hundred percent seniorage. 
That makes no sense. Well, it does if the, you... The cost of the, of the raw materials uh, to make a Bitcoin is zero. That's not remotely true. Um, actually, No, but if you look at it from the perspective of utility, right? Like a, a, a big pile of a gold dust, mm-hmm. right? Uh, you know, that's got some value, but if it's put into a coin, that's more valuable because it's more portable. It's utility, right? Uh, if it's a, a gold bar... Mm-hmm. You know, well, it's more, and so, but it's less portable. So it's, you got to weigh the utility of that, right? Well, so, and the reason you'd have a gold coin was so that you could go like with the with gold backs. I trust gold the gold backs back have company. the highest utility. I, I trust the gold back company to give me actual gold, and that means that I don't have to test any of the gold on right. my gold backs. And this is why those uh, you know have the the seniorage they do. If you look at utility, whereas the utility of cryptocurrency is a net zero because well, there's no gold involved at all. Right. Yeah. But what it's made out of is the energy. So it's 0% seniority. The thing it's is... A, it's, a, it's an energetic currency. Um, it exists not as material, but as energy and a pattern of energy. And it's produced by harnessing energy. And like well, its what? whole value is in that a whole bunch of computers are harnessing energy. And that's why it's secure. Because why people like it is because it's secure. Well, not only that, but uh, it has nothing to do with the government. Yeah. You know, so when I go and I It's the best reason. Exactly. It's so secure you don't need trust because the government's been tricking us into trusting them since day one. And that's really their whole con is getting us to trust them. When I first learned about fractional reserve banking, man, I was pissed. I I watched some like documentary video on fractional reserve banking on like the Mm. YouTube way back in the day. And I was like, what the fuck? Right? I'd just been going about my life, spending money, you know, whatever. I didn't think much about it. I watched it. I learned about fractional reserve banking. And I was, I'm like, you motherfuckers. Yeah. You sons of bitches. Yep. I have been busted my ass. Right? You know, like, I'm like, to, to get the green, you know, mm-hmm. I'm like, well, you fuckers. Oh, yeah. yeah when so. you realize that, hey, so you're telling me the way we wrote down in those complicated pieces of paper says everyone's got to work for this except these guys. They can just make it and just make more of it, more of it, more of it. Every now and again, they dump a bunch of it in and whatever you have now is worth less. Somehow it buys less stuff than it did a minute ago because of what they did. Nothing that you did. They didn't ask your permission to do it. Like, I, yeah, yeah, I just all of those reasons. Right. To, to But I, you do have their permission to do it or they do have your permission to do it because you give them permission by holding dollars. Yeah. Well, right. Well, and, right. and more importantly, not just by holding dollars cuz like my table doesn't give them permission, but no, I give value to those dollars. I trade, I very much value my time, my energy, my body, um, my effort. Rob, stop making noise. My attention. And Sorry. I'm willing to trade that <laughs> for their dollars. So yeah, no, there's there's a level of explicit uh, consent in that, except for the fact that I will die if I don't. Um, well, the thing is, you so don't have to rapey. hold dollars. You have to accept dollars, and you have to occasionally dispense dollars. But in between, you don't have to hold dollars. Well, I don't have to accept the dollars. I can accept Bitcoin, or I can accept gold backs or silver backs. Well, sometimes you have to accept dollars because uh, otherwise uh, the government will come and kill you for tax evasion. Right. Yeah. I'll just use well, and that's and, and that's one thing you have to uh, you have to give them enough dollars to get them to leave you alone. 
So exactly. some amount of holding is necessary just to mm. say, please you, don't shoot. No, me. you just need to have on ramps and off ramps. Mm. Uh, if if you're out of the dollar completely, you need to have a way to get into it. You know, for the things you need it for uh, that nobody's describing. But it's possible to be completely free of the dollar. I think uh, just in my personal life i've you know, checked out of the dollar as much as i possibly i still have mm-hmm. to transact it right yep. there's still places yeah you know and i have to it's Property everything's still tax. enumerated yeah there are places but just to like live a regular life right mm-hmm. you know so but if i can do that much just in my life as an individual you know here in new Hampshire, if i can check out that much there's probably people out there that are completely uh, like sort of off the dollar 100 percent, right but they get into it and out of it when they want to, if they need to. So I think it's yep. completely possible. Well, I mean, there's a lot of people, believe it or not, in this country that they don't have a Social Security number. Yeah. And they've you know, been living for 30, 40 years. That's based. You know, so they should be able to hide under the radar. Uh, that's true. Based. Well, uh, uh, Jay is one of those people. He has no so- Social Security number. Well, that's good. Hmm. Yeah. No, those, and that is the right direction. Like, it is. okay, yeah, there's a certain amount of- Why do I have of, a fucking number? Yeah. Well, well I mean, the fact is that there's a certain amount tattoo. of force that they're willing to apply. So you need to get that much compliance. But everything else beyond that is voluntary. And if they had nothing beyond that, they could not function. The fact is that they have an enormous amount beyond that because they're the church of this entire nation. They really are. They're the church of the world. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's not just, yeah. you know, I mean, yeah, you know, we're in the United States and you know, our level of comfort's pretty high, but that doesn't mean you know, shooting people, taking their stuff is okay. I'm not okay. Uh, I'm not okay. Yeah. And I'm sure nobody's okay with it. Nobody cares. Are you okay with right. it? About what? I don't remember. <laughs> I'm I'm gonna t- go out on a limb and say I'm not okay with it. All right, there you have it, Rob. All right, nobody's not okay with it. Anything t- too horrific to stick to the captain's memory is just that's right more <laughs> horrific than anything I want to deal with. Yeah, I don't think it was that horrific. But I mean, dealing with horror is how we get through it. I mean, it's like a forest. The only way out is through. And if you get halfway in, you're also halfway out. So, yeah, I mean, things are as crazy as they can get right now. Oh, We're no, on the no. verge of nuclear annihilation. I beg to differ. I think, got- I think things are going to get a lot crazier and uh, in the not-too-distant future because like, I think technology is moving. Fun. Technology is moving in such a direction so quickly right, that it's outpacing by a large margin bureaucracy. Right? Mm-hmm. It took a long time for even like local governments to sort of get up to speed with, like, having the internet in their office and things of that nature. So government has been behind that curve uh, as far as adoption is concerned because it's a slow-moving, you know, methodical, you know, harbinger of death, right? Yep, yep. So it moves slowly, right? It does. Technology is way outpacing government, uh, and it's going to get worse. Like, we're already seeing sort of, you know, a tail flip, like fish out of water kind of thing. Governments are mm-hmm. starting to have symptoms now because cryptocurrency is finding its way. It's making its way. It ha- it's right. not been, it hasn't been disabled in any way. It hasn't even been lightly affected, really, in my opinion. Uh, it continues to grow every day. 
uh, TikTok, another block. And even if the value, the dollar value comes down, the amount of people uh, putting effort into developing things like Bitcoin, blockchain, uh, all that kind of thing, the amount of effort has never slowed down. Like norm, it's kind of like a gold rush, right? Like, oh, everybody over here, right? The the rush to the cryptocurrency industry uh, has not ended. People are still rushing towards it. We're still in the early, you know. People are rushing towards this new technology. We have no idea that multitude of ways it's going to benefit mankind, and everybody's trying to figure out how they play a part in all of that. So yeah. that's why it has continues to have value and grow in values because. Even though its dollar value fluctuates here and there, as it's you know sort of being encompassed by society and society begins to accept it, uh, it's also pushing forward. It's still going forward. Right. We're nowhere. Like yep. things are going to get fucking crazy. Yeah, I, I think. mean, everyone focuses on the current evaluation of the thing, but no, no, no. Look at what you're trying to actually evaluate. The thing that you're evaluating has increased in its ability. The thing oh, that but I, the price has gone down. Yeah, that means the price is terrible at estimating this. Maybe it wildly overestimated. Maybe it's wildly underestimating. But if you look at what's happening, there's greater production. It moves closer and closer to being more accessible to more people. The thing that I don't want to see, of course, is as the, the, the cracks in, in the state you know, get filled in by mm-hmm. cryptocurrency and, and that kind of a thing. Uh, you know, bureaucracy begins to fall because blockchain can do things better, uh, serve all the purposes bureaucracy serves uh, at, a, at a much more efficient level. Uh, as it continues to grow, like it's, you know, there's going to be throes of rejection, so to speak. And I think I, I don't want people to die because of it. I, I want people to just go, hey, look, it's okay. Right, the state is being eaten by technology. Right, in the same way technology sort of ate the newspaper industry. Right, mm. when, when Craigslist, you know, showed up, the newspaper industry was doomed. And in that mm-hmm. same way, uh, as cryptocurrency grows and more and more technology is developed on it, and it begins to serve all of the purposes that it can serve uh, in a much more efficient manner, it's going to change mankind. Like I put it on the level of like. I don't know, man, discovering electricity, so to speak, right? right? Like, I think Bitcoin is uh, an untapped... Or an industrial revolution it, it, level Thank technology. you, yes. Yeah, it's like, a, oh, well, now we have coal to put in our steam engines. Right. It's a it's a major human, human condition-changing event. It's mm-hmm. going to change our fucking the lives. The term you're looking for, I think, is disruptive technology. Yes. That is what it is. Yes, it's an extremely disruptive technology. But it's, and that sounds but it's worse hum, than it human actually friendly. is. Yeah. Like, what it's disrupting mm-hmm. is oppression tyranny all of the things that are broken but we've lived (laughs) our way forward because well at least it kept our psychopaths in line Mm. okay well now we have a way that we can keep our psychopaths in line even better and actually invent things because that's that's what happens when you can allocate your resources is that you innovate so all of these problems that we still have little bits of we can just innovate around Imagine how far technology would have come already had there not been the bureaucracy that there is. Oh, I couldn't. Mm. I couldn't even begin to. Like, by two steps into that process, we've failed to innovate things that I literally can't imagine. Yep. I mean, so, can you imagine so what, what they've the stolen States? from us is not calculable, but there is a way to 
just move out of being stolen from. Well, Ted, Rob? I said, well, I mean, if you uh, take a look at the United States Navy topographical map of 2050, I think that's about as much control as you can get. Because there ain't going to be no United States anymore. And the government will cease to exist. Yeah. In 2050? Going away. Well, most of the models That's that uh, bothered to predict it did say that uh, the United States as a, a single entity is expected to break up in the next 10 years. Yeah, and yeah, the 10 good to 20. thing about this, the good thing about this for all of us. Why wasn't there a party about this news? Uh, Because it hasn't happened yet. And we're also not sure if we're going to like agree to it or stab each other. We're we're kind of on the fence about that because humans are terrible. Of course, I would be in my 80s if I was still around. Oh, by 2050? Yeah. Yeah. I don't think I'd be around then. Well, so the thing is, I literally can't even begin to predict what happens to our medical technology when we're allowed to have medical technology. Mm. Because that really is what we're talking about. The infinite ability to print money is why there's a DEA. It's why there's a, a, a Center for Disease Control. It's why they have all of these controls on our medicine is because they can afford to print the money so they can afford to hire the goons to tell us, don't you use that medicine. Yeah. We own There's that no idea. on that medicine. Exactly. That's right. You use what we tell you to use. Yeah, that's patented. We own that that's idea. right. Yeah. It's worse than that. It's, it's we own if you. if it's not patent, mm. patented, we'll make it completely illegal so nobody can use it. And that's what happened to marijuana, cocaine, uh, opiates. Yeah. Nobody used all that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Not all at the same time. <laughs> um, <Good God. laughs> uh, but yeah, when we have, when we actually have access to making our own medical technologies, there's really no, I, no saying how our lifespan will be affected because our incentives will be in the right direction. How about uh, being able to just like everyday things like, oh, my refrigerator uh, broke today, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so I go online and I find a refrigerator in style and a size that fits in the place where my refrigerator is, style that I like. Maybe it's got some features. I don't know. And I click a button and it gets 3D printed inside my house. And then I you know just roll it over into the space that occupied the previous fridge and they come and take the previous fridge away. Nice. Right. I'm waiting for that to happen. I want to be able to like, like, oh man, I got a, I got a bad alternator on my car. You know, can I just, you know, download and print an alternator and put it in the car? I don't think that's gonna happen because I think that the cost of high quality printers, 3D printers, will always be more than the price of low quality I'm also, 3D printers. So it's going to make, a, okay. make sense. But, the, for, but, but, but it's going to be a reducing technology, the, just like right. you know, big screen TVs used to be really expensive. Now they're like 150 right. bucks at Walmart. So you're right about the relative high and low quality, but high quality is at some point going to be like, this one's really good at flavors. And yeah, that'll be expensive. Mm. And this one can barely make electronics. So that's a super cheap model. I'm really enthused about the ones that are 3D printing houses, right? They're uh, they're using like composite material. Uh, it's something between plastic and cement somehow, all mixed together into one thing, and you just put it in the thing, and then it starts building your walls for you. You know, it's on a couple of tracks, and it just rolls back and forth. 
and it prints out a, a structure for you to live in. I'm like, that's fucking mm. awesome. But the so, thing uh, is, it doesn't make sense for everybody to have one of those. Because no, that only works someplace. That, that you would use once. Well, right. So, so you would be uh, in, in the business of providing that as a, uh, you know, so you've right. got some land. But it doesn't make sense for everybody to have their own. Right. It Correct. makes no, no, sense for, for people to, to bring one in when they, right. on a very yeah, like rare a, occasion. Like a, a lar- like a backhoe, right? You know, you mm-hmm. own some property every now and again, you got to get a backhoe up in there and I, I take don't, some shit out. I, I treat hoes the same way no matter what color they are. Front hoe, back hoe, <laughs> top hoe, bottom hoe? Yeah, whatever, whatever kind. Um. <laughs> but, so here's what a total economics geek i am i'm thinking like yeah and your your home printer will also order its own bricks of carbon and nickel and they'll just be automatically delivered with little flying robots and you won't have to worry about that at all chicks dig flying robots you know we need more flying robots we We do absolutely do the fact that our world is not full of flying robots and we have the technology to do that is absurd Come on. Not only is it useful, it's fun. Well, in, until you get to the corollary, because the corollary of flying robots is falling robots, and um, they could be problematic. And then worse than that... You is get, that where you get to Umbrella Corporation? Worse than that, you get to Something attacking like robots, right? Where they like, mm. you know, out well, of the Twilight Zone. we're already dealing with that the, shit now, aren't we? Or the, well, yeah. of course, they're like, already in the sky. Are, see, that's the thing. We have all the shit parts of sci-fi i think we need to have all the awesome parts of that's how you know how do you know in in science fiction television and and movies how do you know who the bad guy is how do you know how do you know i don't know bad guy always has the most expensive and like evil in a badass way looking shit right they always have better shit shit that kicks more ass than the good guys that's how you know they're the bad guys batman He's got some cool shit. He does have some. Batman cool always has the coolest shit. Yep. Joker ain't got fuck. But all, that's man. not necessarily sci-fi. <laughs> what about mm. the penguin? Now you're right, though. Sci-fi. Yeah. That that. Mm, yeah. Zog from yeah. uh, 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 Fifth Element. <laughs> he he was trying to buy badass shit. Them guns. Man. Yeah. Like of course they're always Star Wars, the- right? Uh, the Empire, of course, has. The coolest shit. They have the biggest guns, right? You know, they have... You know, you know, Star Wars was the only ones that had the balls to make bankers the bad guys. No one ever does that. It's like, oh, it's always an evil corporation. It's never the banks. When, when they're they obviously the, the biggest, most powerful corporation because corporations run on money. Firefly. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, that was, that was a space wins. western, man. There was no, you know, there was no empire. There was no... You know, well, sure there was. There was the, the, uh, the inner ring, the, the, the planets mm-hmm. that they tried to, tried to. Well, uh, right, but they the were core. right. Yeah, from. there, there was yeah. a place for them the to escape to, where yeah. no governments ruled, and so that's where they, you know, went to, right. Whereas we yeah. don't have that option as people here today, right? Are you speaking for us? Yeah. We do not have there's, the option to, there's nowhere to go. That government will leave you the hell alone. Yeah, nowhere on planet Earth uh, anyway. Well, I don't think that I agree with that entirely. You know, I mean, I can go in the, into the 
men's room by myself without the government being there. Oh, can you? No. Do you know how many regulations are on toilets alone? Thousands of them. <laughs> Look them up, man. I'm not even lying. Well, I could go into a, a gravy hut then. A what? A gravy hut. Gravy hut? Is that like pizza? Do they have that in Vietnam, in in Vermont? Is that a thing? Gravy hut? I imagine it's like less healthy version of an IHOP. (laughs) It's a it's another word for uh, outhouse. Uh, Oh, (laughs) oh! When you're brewing tea, when you're brewing tea, Uh, that's what they call a gravy hut. Gravy hut. Oh my god. That's horrible. Yeah, no. I've believe never me, heard that term. They will not hesitate to kick down the door of your gravy hut and tell you what to do. Yeah. Well, they won't know if I'm in there. Are you kidding me? Did you pay no attention well, I mean, to Edward they Snowden? They don't know I'm there. Why would they come in? Dude, they know where you are. I mean, we literally they walk around with- They know where your with... phone is. Right. I would, I would agree with you if I had a chip in me, but if I didn't have no phone, where the hell would they find me? What are you talking to us on? Well, if I didn't have this, they couldn't. But you do have it. So they can. Right. Right now I do, but, you know, 10 minutes later, this phone could end up in the Connecticut River. Yeah, you're not going to do that. Yeah. Yeah. Because I need my phone. Exactly. (laughs) So I can call up radio stations and harass them. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> it's an important fo- uh, function. I won't argue there. Yeah. That's right. You know, you're going to set people straight because there's, there's fucking people out there, you know, they got a lot of serious problems. More people should use the phone and, and call in. Mm. I think You so. ain't whistling Dixie. Nobody is whistling Dixie. <laughs> Around here. Well, hey, if you get one call in, that's better than no call. Oh, yeah. Now I'm not we're glad to have you. We I'm just saying that also want to the number is 603-283-6160. You know, that's the number I have displayed on my phone <laughs> when I call. Now, the fact that we have nowhere to go, I think, has turned us to focus on information. Like, we have had to overthrow them completely in order to go anywhere. Yeah, previous to technology. No, no, I mean through technology. Oh, so, through, like, right, yeah. um, the internet is a, it, lest we forget, this is a military technology. And its job is to spy on us and to make sure that they have access to their communications wherever they go. Mission accomplished. Right. However, we've <laughs> used this to communicate with each other. In the ways that they are not happy about. To spread, oh, here's all of the actual information. Here's how you disprove exactly what these overlords are telling you. And here's how we're getting together as communities and living better lives free of their influence as much as we can get. So we've subverted that technology. And at this point, we've used it so effectively that we've completely cut their roots. They're just haven't killed over yet i mean it's it's uh, uh kill bill it's the five finger death touch it's already been delivered and now we're going to wait for the couple of decades that it takes for every government currency on earth to collapse to be sort of like vacuumed up right 
fucking cryptocurrency is like a big shop vac for banks. Yep. <laughs> yep. The more of it gets shoveled into cryptocurrency, the better off mankind gets. Yep. Also, I think that it it, it stands to be said again that whatever governments do won't be enough. Right? They're going to do something, right? They started off just doing nothing and cryptocurrency and Bitcoin and all that began to grow, became its own industry, mm-hmm. right? Started having its own, like, you know, centers pop up of where, you know, all this technology come together and you could develop, meet other people and all that kind of stuff surrounding it. Uh, it, it did have a cult-like following for, like, in some places, you know, uh, but it still exists. And I forget my point <laughs> because <laughs> I was going to say something profound. Oh, so the uh, the social network part of it has definitely been an important part of the early stages. And and this is why I say that the, the five-finger death touch has been delivered. There was a time where it could theoretically have been possible to uh, drown this in a, in a crib, so to speak, to mix my metaphors. Yeah. So, like, mm. it was, for a time, small was, was enough. Was it at that point possible to let it sleep in a bathtub? Exactly. Okay. Um, it, you could have crushed the idea while it was small enough. Maybe. But once it reached a point, uh, and I couldn't tell you exactly where that point was, yeah. but it's definitely it's very obviously ca- yeah. crossed its threshold. There's a trillion dollars in it now. So, yeah, it's not going anywhere. It's clearly valued. And the thing about it is it snowballs. So it's it's already crossed its threshold, and the rest is just watching the pieces finish falling. And yeah, it's going to gobble up the worst currencies first. I mean, the first currency it ate, as far as I can see, was the potential currency of El Salvador. Like, El Salvador could have made their own money again. <laughs> they could have. They're like, wait a minute, we can outsource this. Yeah. And instead of making their own crap currency that will do the exact same thing that every other crap currency does. Let's think about that for a minute. Like, let's just say we get secession, right? Like, we we all think that, like, okay, yeah, cryptocurrency will be the, the you know, what uh, New Hampshire trades in, right? Right. Well, Whatever people tr- choose to trade in will be what New Hampshire trades in. That's the right answer. In. Yes. Yes. Well, it'll be one thing that New Hampshire trades in. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. And that's the thing, like, it's going to be convenience for a long time. And the the number one factor of uh, of Bitcoin is that it goes over wires, yep. that I can transmit it. Now, if well, I have to transmit it to you... It doesn't actually transmit. Right. Yeah. Well, but the information transmits. Ownership so now if, changes. Uh, right. And if I transmit that information to you right in front of me, I have to push buttons. Yep. And I'm going to be like Jetson's level lazy where I just, that's too many right, Think about a bunch of bureaucrats <laughs> sitting around going, fuck, we got to create a currency. I have to enter my password. Yeah, yeah. We got to hire people that are like mathematicians and shit. And, or we have to like get with a bank that we got to split. No, let's just, now, let's use this that, shit over here. Instead of that, I could pull out a, a, a nice leather thing, open it up and give you something that glitters in the sun. And that takes half the time. I like shiny things. So, yeah, that's going to keep happening for a while. And it's going to be hand in glove. What's he saying? I don't know, Rob. I said that uh, you could pay bills using with cannabis. 
you can. What, yeah. what? I mean, it's the value, isn't it? Yeah, once. Well, yeah, of course. Well, well it, yeah. I used when I was selling weed. I traded weed for most of what I consumed. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, well, if I mean, you have a valuable good or skill, then yeah, you're gonna barter that as best you can, and that will exactly. give you a nice Dunbar circle of really, really efficient trade, because you don't even have to bother turning it into money before you trade it. But there's right. always a limitation. That's like your your circle. Yeah, and then you're gonna have the rest of the earth on one currency that is frictionless. Essentially, yeah. The idea that government owns money is a ridiculous idea, and needs to go away. Mm. It uh, does. It, it's an invention. It's a human invention, right? It's a, or at least a primate thing, right? Mm-hmm. To communicate values. You know, uh, the fact that they think they should own. Go fuck yourselves. How arrogant is that? Why should you? It'd be like a uh, government to be like Great Britain, where government you have to get a license to watch TV over the air television. Do you have a permit to use? It's so dumb. Yeah. They have vans that drive around their neighborhood and like point these, you know, radar looking dishes or whatever mm-hmm. at places. You know, like, oh, oh, there's a TV in there because they could see yeah, like, through the windows or whatever. This address does not have a license and they'll send the goddamn police in there and make them pay a fine or get a license or whatever. And it's yeah. the stupidest okay, fucking thing. Guy, yeah. Cryptocurrency is the radio. expression of value. What are you going to tell me? I can't use that compliment without a license. Right. Yeah. Seriously. It'd be like, in a way, it'd be like uh, communicating value with hugs. Right. Right. Instead of currency, you'd be like, uh, hey, how much is uh, that bale of hay over there? Oh, it's two hugs. Right. You know? Uh, you know, that is the one thing that tends to almost entirely monopolize. What? Well, what people tend to do is they pick one person to give all of their hugs from well not all of them but almost all of them and they give them like everything so i'm just saying like you can't control the number of hugs people give each other right there's no to my knowledge maybe there is maybe there's some weird legislation that exists that like in kentucky (laughs) at 4 15 p.m on saturdays it's illegal to hug anyone or something well that depends on whether it's a pandemic or not can't have people hugging each other during a pandemic then there's zero hugs. But, like, I mean, that's kind of describing well, cryptocurrency, What if I put myself though. in a body condom? Does right? it count as not a hug that Because it's, it's an expression of value, right? So, But instead of hugs, it's like, here's a number. Here's a numeric sequence yeah. on an on a immutable ledger, right? It would, it's kind of like inscribing it on stone, right? If you had, you know, the scribe and some stone, and you're like, yes, I agree to hand this to you now. And then now it's yours. We've inscribed on the stone that, uh, you know, this chunk of stone is now yours. Except that And you don't have to stones, carry the big ass stone around. Well, except that stones wear. It's, it, it, you have carved it into adamantium. Like it is literally right. impossible to destroy this record. It's going to outlive you and all your family and everybody you've ever known and probably, you know, most of history. How old were you when it occurred to you that adamant was a portmanteau? Maybe today years old. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) I am adamant. (laughs) Sounds like a comic book hero. Adam! Yeah. 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 Is it a portmanteau or a palindrome? Um... No, it's not well, a, palindrome. a palindrome. It's not a palindrome. It's not it would a be palindrome. like race car. What's it a, what's it a portmanteau of? Adam and an ant? I mean, uh, Adam and an ant. Oh. 
Okay. I think that's but, a band name. Well, it is. There, <laughs> it is a band name. There was a dude in the 80s but, called Adam Ant. But what a lot of people don't notice is that he wrote a his song name was also shoes. a word, Adamant. I hate that I know yeah, that Adam Meta. Ant was a, a guy in the 80s who wrote a song called Goody Two-Shoes. It's gluing the rest smoke, of your musical knowledge and part of your smoke. brain smoke. together. What so. do you do? I just, like, I hate some songs. Mm. There's songs that, like, there's an era of music that I hate, and it's basically 80s pop. No, that's true. There, there's a genre of music that I hate. It's basically pop music. Yeah, yeah. I, I can tell you why I hate pop music. So I, I, I've come up with a specific term for this. It is Disney-level simplicity. And that's how earworms work. And I despise earworms. And the whole point of it is this is simple enough that your brain can very, very easily repeat it. And it will. Mm. I despise that. Like, that is as close as communication comes to aggression. Seriously. Like, to infect my mind with an earworm. But, you know, to each their own. Mm. I mean, it's some, some frozen... Teletubbies crap, but okay. Yeah, I guess it'll so. make all of the money and all of the people on YouTube. And the fact that it's that pop means popular is oh, like yeah, even more disturbing. Like, oh god, this is what everybody kind of listens to. This is what you know. Like, I I'm on a different planet than people who listen to pop music. On you know, that's that's like their thing. I I, I just you know. That's a pretty big difference. Well, yeah, it's it's aimed at below an average adult intelligence, which is why it's reminiscent of uh, children's songs that you'll hear on on children's programs. Is because it's aimed at a lower IQ so that it catches more people. Because if it was aimed at the middle, it would only catch like half of the people, which is pretty much what you need from propaganda. Mm-hmm. Exactly, propaganda always has to be right. Ra- aimed at the lowest the lowest common denominator mm-hmm. or you know maybe put it out at a couple different levels so you can catch some of the smarter people but it would be a different kind of propaganda for them yeah you know? all i can say is all you can say is that all you can, all say, can say is, is nothing. nothing all you can say is pay your fucking bill rough <laughs> all right well you can't talk to us, dude. Well, I'm trying. Oh, there you, oh, there you are. What hey, the fuck's back. going on with your phone, dude? I, 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 you know what I think it is? I think it's time to trade it in. I, I honestly don't know. I mean, so I don't know, could be could be hacked for all I know. Oh, who knows? All right, well, we're going to let you go anyway, Rob. Have a good night. Thanks Peace for the call. I, I always do wonder about closed source technology like my operating system on my phone was written by google and i don't trust those motherfuckers well so any effect could be them your phone run android runs is linux um so you've got a linux kernel um kind of but yes, it's Colonel. a hacked kernel <laughs> captain major a linux kernel but it's a but it's a hacked linux kernel um, and then it's set up. I've I've actually is had there, to look inside these bastards. Is there a general Ubuntu? But you've you've looked at <laughs> at you've looked at the operating system of Androids. Uh, yeah, because I've, I didn't think you could do that. Well, if you're writing programs for Androids, you have to. Huh. Um. So well, that the, actually uh, makes me feel much better. 
Yeah. Now, the problem is it's very difficult to build uh, Android, so, which is, uh, and there are proprietary parts to mm. it. Yeah, uh, and see, that's the thing. Like, I don't know what's in there, So, and they keep updating it, so there could still be who knows what in there, because they keep having to update it. It's mm-hmm. proprietary, and it's a company that I trust absolutely not at all. Yeah, that's that's right where I'm at. That's why at least one of my uh my phones runs uh runs an open source version of of Android where oh, everything nice. can be reduced uh reproduced. That's what uh Linios is. Lidios? Uh Linios. Or lineage. Sorry. Uh, lineage. 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 Uh, OS. Unix. Uh Linux. Nice. Um so yeah, that's a cool thing. You can also put Ubuntu on your phone hmm. yep. if if you want to. I've never done that, but my understanding is it can be done. That is as I understand it as well. Good to know. But there certainly needs to be, uh, you know, I, I'd love for there to be like another provider of of hardware. Yeah, for for phones to run on, you know, oh. but like it, we're down we're down into this paradigm of two again. You've got yeah. two choices: Apple, Android. Yeah, Ten. and wouldn't you know it? Both of them heinously corrupt, funded <laughs> by the government, and provably in bed with them in oh so many ways. Yeah, but why does mm-hmm. why does that industry end up like that? Like oh, even it's, even no, within it's the car just, industry, there's a bunch of different we'll call them labels, right? Ford, GM, Hyundai, Mazda, Toyota, whatever, right? There's all these brands in the in the auto industry, but in the cell phone hardware, you got two choices. That's it. Uh, well, I think the reason that politics, cell phone hardware, and a few other things become uh, always break down to two choices binary right? is because. The easiest way to make it look like people have a choice when they don't is to give them two choices and control both of those choices. Right. If you are controlling who is in this market and you want people to think that they have a choice, then that's what you do because anything more complicated than that is extra work. And if you're just controlling people, you don't need to do extra work by giving them a third choice. Why would you do that? If they don't like guy A, they'll go to guy B. Right. right. Which, um, w- one of the things I wanted to point out, like um, the the programming that you get through pop music. Like, what? well, what do I know about pop music? Well, it's the most corporate shit that there is. Mm. It is so inside industry that uh, it's completely closed door. So, all of their process of getting every single word attached to that very simple, simple song is the things that I would trust the absolute least. So is it any fucking wonder that there does, in fact, tend to be a bunch of, you know, quasi-satanic ritual stuff in this? Mm. Well, corporations are part of the government, and the government is literally trying to be the thing you worship. And why satanic? Well, because satanic is usually a a form of atheism. So they want to encode, on the one hand, you will come to us for your rituals. And on the other hand, you don't believe in God. Hmm. Or they could have just said, you shall have no other God before me. Uh, Well, (laughs) they certainly, like if they decide to be your God, they're going to let you know about it. 
they certainly can make the decision to end uh, anybody and totally get away with it. They do have a tendency to go smiting now, don't they? That's why, like, you know, I, I hope that technology changes quick enough and, and adoption is quick enough to outpace, uh, you know, sort of the fall. Well, and this is the thing. I, I, I think this is about as fucked up as it's going to get. Because from here on out, I see us moving in the direction not of greater chaos, but of greater organization. Like, I think it's going to get worse before it gets better. I think that we've already passed it because like, if you look at the structures that are already emerging, like uh, I don't think FTX could have possibly survived. Why? Because there's actually a market there and the market goes around destroying things that don't work in a financial world. And uh, our so-called finance system doesn't work. It's all regulator based. So when you try and do a regulator based system, in the rules of mathematics, you get destroyed. I'm not saying it's not going. I'm just saying that the people, the control freaks, right? The the people who are making all this thing go, uh, they're not going to go without killing some people. I think it's sad to say. Oh yeah, they're going to kill some but, people. But but yeah, uh, and and they're continuing to they do so did. at a rate. I mean, they're currently killing people, but like some people are going to get killed as the the cracks widen as they begin to lose well their power. So what do you think you. was in that shot? Hmm? What do you think was in that shot? What shot? The vaccine. Oh, fuck. I, holy fuck, dude. I have no idea. Right? And I'm so glad I didn't get it. Right? Mm. I don't know what was in glad. that shot, but I can tell you that as time has gone on since we've gotten it, you know, we, the people of Earth, yeah. a lot more people and a lot more people are dying. The CDC. Like, it's increasing. The CDC sent out a press release to, well, yesterday. 13th maybe uh there was a forbes article on it too uh they're now saying uh there, there's been a signal or whatever that means uh that's the that's probably pfizer refers to the pfizer vaccine mm. uh you know they're gonna investigate whether or not there's links to stroke in people over 65 so apparently if if you're over 65 and you got the shot there may be a propensity for you to have a stroke uh, because of the, uh, go look it up. I'm, I don't want to misquote it, but it was the Pfizer uh, shot, one of the Pfizer shots. Mm -hmm. And so this is the first time the CDC has admitted that there might be a link between the vaccine and stroke. That's wild. Yeah. Yeah. Before they only admitted to myocarditis. Right. And now, so now, now you've got two things that might be linked right quote unquote that they will allow right that like but hmm, i mean isn't that enough bear. right oh 100 percent safe and effective right you know you rush this thing and now mm. they're like oh fuck we're we're sorry no fuck you yeah I'm sorry no I mean, amnesty fuck never amnesty. never mind the spaghetti that they're pulling out of people's veins if you want to go see died suddenly yeah. like do you think that's true oh absolutely Absolutely. No, no, no. Uh, if you look at the spike it proteins. It seems like more yeah. people would be speaking up if that was the case. So the thing is, when you massively increase just spike proteins everywhere, you will simultaneously cause hemorrhaging and clotting. Mm -hmm. So you are shredding all of, their, uh, all of their blood vessels throughout their body. 
you are shredding them from the inside, while at the same time stapling together all of their red blood cells and some white blood cells too, and whatever else we can find. I don't, I you know, I, I watched the movie and uh, it was a compelling movie, but the number of reported people, you know, sort of collapsing, falling dead of things, you know, mm-hmm. cardiac arrest, that kind of a thing. You know, it is either increasing or it's being reported more because now it's on everybody's mind. Yeah. Whatever the case is, I'm seeing more of it. What does that mean? Well, that means, like, I don't know, man, where there's smoke, there's fire. Yeah. Well, the interesting thing, too, is I started watching this coronavirus before most Americans were aware that it existed because I was watching the footage of them welding people into their houses yeah, yeah. Uh, before it before it ever came here. Well, the interesting thing about that is one of the things that you saw was a lot of people dropping dead in the street hmm. for no apparent reason. Like people just lying on the sidewalk dead. So my first for no thought, apparent reason. My first, my first thought, thought is, would be just it's why China. Why were There's they lots of seeing people. what we didn't see until after the uh, the injection? The injection, right? Yeah, in we didn't see they people already dead. developed and tested the injection. That's true. Hmm. That which is which would imply that the disease and the injection were part of a single plan that's still in play right yeah and what's freaky is even if you look into who's working on this thing it's people who specialize in nanotechnologies so what the fuck are you doing here Mm. well officially what they're doing is well we're making a biological platform for programming uh, cell responses (laughs) you which you know programming you you. yeah that's really what they're saying programming for that we are programming your biological nature to do what we want it to do and right now what we're the only command we're telling it to do is build this spike protein and so all of your cells start building more and more and more of these spike proteins like there's nothing to shut this off they're not going to give you a vaccine to shut it off right or maybe that's what was in the booster who the fuck knows right so there's uh, and that's the thing there's completely uneven amounts of these things everywhere so it's really hard to tell and even if we had the good data they wouldn't let us talk about it so like, we could compare notes. Like the fact that the government Does was... Captain Kirk know you stole his shirt? For those of you not seeing this, that, that was funny. It's got a little V. It's the, it's the almost the yellow-greenish you know, version. I love the... this shirt. I look awesome in it. Thank you very much. 603-283-6160. Uh, I wanted to talk yeah, about you, a thing. You, you were on. saying uh, you were saying you don't think that they're going to go without bloodshed. I think oh, they've already right. dealt their wound to us. Like we exchanged wounds. The fight already happened. World War Three is basically over. We're just uh, settling the end of it. But it, it's it's straight up like out of anime when you see the the two samurai charge at each other and suddenly they're past each other and then we find out who bleeds. Like, that's where we're at. And it's it's a mutual wound. They've gotten a lot of people killed, and it's going to accelerate. I came up with an acronym for CBDC. Mm. Citizen Brainwash Direct Control. Perfect. Hmm. Yeah? 
Yeah. Perfect. Citizen brainwash direct control. It's exactly what it is. Because it's built to make you not see their system and it will control your every action. I mean, that's right. And I just thought those words because that's kind of, in my opinion, what governments do. They brainwash citizens to directly control them. Yeah. They don't want you making your own decisions. They'll let you make some decisions, right? 3,000 flavors of Yoplait goddamn yogurt, you know, in the dairy section of your mm-hmm. grocery store, right? Well. So, no, no problem there. You they know? haven't found a way to control people through yogurt. Well, yet. Or have they? <laughs> da, da, da. <laughs> Maybe that's why so much yogurt Ooh, is sold wouldn't that be a year. fun little conspiracy? Right? Like, deep down, you find out that every culture of yogurt <laughs> comes from one single source. <laughs> It'd be funny if, like, a... Uh, a yogurt uh, conspiracy started. The and, yeast and have controlled could, mankind for millennia. Somebody in the future like traces it back to this episode of Beard Talk Live. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> like, yeah, it seems to have actually originated on some sort of a internet <laughs> talk show. <laughs> well, when you're allowed to talk about anything, you might just talk you about do. anything. You talk about anything. That's the whole fucking point is to talk about anything. I ha- I have created uh, disinformation accidentally uh, okay. once, which was I was at Porkfest one year, and I was talking about how what we really needed to do was control the uh, the cheese production, okay? <laughs> because you know if we could cut off the cheese Is this the to Washington D.C. <laughs> Uh, they wouldn't be able to make any decisions because they have to have these big wine and cheese parties mm. to decide anything. That's so, creative. So we could we could shut that all down if we just cut off the the cheese production. And as a guy who spent uh, you know his youth in Wisconsin, uh, I can appreciate the uh, cutting off of the cheese. You know, yeah, life's just not the same without cheese. Well, you controls the cheese controls the world. Well. I think that it but would be anyway, a hell of a flex. I was like, if you're like, oh yeah, you don't get to have any cheese at your wine party. <laughs> cheese, like that would definitely freak them out, and then they'd probably kill a lot of people. Yeah, that'd be my guess. Well, they're gonna kill a lot of people with or without cheese. I'm guessing. It's yeah. true. It's kind of their go-to move. But apparently, I was overheard saying that by some locals because a friend of mine <laughs> was at a party <laughs> with no free staters. Um, and, and he heard just a snippet of conversation about (laughs) the free state project and how it, it seems like what they're trying to do has something to do with taking over the cheese industry. (laughs) 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 That's awesome. So Uh, somehow behold the power of the network effect. Behold the power of cheese was actually a cheese uh, slogan for, for some time. There used to be a competition between uh, Wisconsin and California for who was the top cheese producer, right? And Wisconsin, of course, America's Dairyland, they didn't want to give that shit up. Damn right. And so there's a bunch of these ads on TV, you know, for cheese, right? And one of the ads was, Behold, the power of cheese. Oh, I remember. Yeah. Oh, yeah. A uh, man went, man believed that the moon was made of cheese. In 1969, he went there and found it was made of rock and hasn't been back since. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man! Yeah. <laughs> I wonder if the moon landing was real. Um, I honestly believe that they faked it and it was real. See, I've always <laughs> wow. believed that um, 
that uh, the moon landing videos were produced by Stanley Kubrick, mm-hmm. but he was such a stickler for detail that he insisted on producing them on location. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. Kubrick, the astronaut hero you didn't know you needed. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, my God. All right, well, let's end this show, shall we? Put it out of its misery. Yeah, let's do that. Uh, let's get out tonight with uh, some no FX. How about that? All right. Thanks for listening, everybody. Thank you, Pete. I don't Thank know you, what nobody. no FX is, but we'll, I guess I'll find out. We'll see you next week on Beard Talk Live. Good night, everybody. Good night. I want to see the Constitution burn. Want to watch the White House overturn. Want to witness some blue blood plate red. I want to turn and lift the KKK. Want to pull into the NRA. Gonna lobby in to put them down.